Oh, not too bad. I just nearly forgot to press record then. Yeah. Anyway. Good job you're doing it. I'm not doing it because I'm trucking. You're out in the highway. Big, how many, I am. How many wheels you got there? 20, 26, uh, 38, 47? Uh, uh, about 543. No, no only, uh, only the uh, B-double wheels. So what's that? Uh, 12, 24, buddy. I don't know, what is it? I don't know, 32, uh, something, I don't know. Like I, don't know, know. I don't know, I've got, I've got no idea, mate. There's lots of wheels. Yeah. Uh, I, know, I know there's only, like, a very small number of wheels on this compared to some of the big ones over in Western Australia. I know mm. that. Yeah. Uh, yep. <clears throat> but anyway, we're out here. We're turning, we are turning a bit of a wheel. The sun's beating down. I've just gone past Gunning on 31 going southbound, so if anyone's listening, they can give us a wave. Mm. And, uh, yeah, how are you doing it, mate? What are you up to? Well, <clears throat> sitting here in the studio, we're still, um, yeah, getting over, still at the tail end of this spicy cough, I think. All right. Still get a little bit of a, yeah, tickle in the throat there every now and then, but yeah, feeling a bit better today, so. That's good. Going That's good. good. That's good. Yeah, so. No, yeah. it's all right. So we thought we'd, um, have a bit of a show here tonight. We've got, um, Andrea Hamilton Vaughan coming on here. About half past seven, we'll have a quick talk about the power nap. Um, Driver fatigue week it is this week. It is. So, yeah, it's always a worthwhile cause talking about um, what you do if you're a bit tired. So, we all like to operate on that rule. Go to bed. Rule. Be tired, Go to bed. bed. That's what I do. Pretty simple, I, isn't it? That's what I do. So, yep. um, Andrea's going to be on there. We're going to have a quick chat with... Um, Catherine, who's, um, yeah, they have a bit of chat about motor neuron disease and a bit of a story she's got about a friend of hers. Warren was, so. Yeah, yeah. oh, mate, was. About and then after that, we've got our good friend, Senator Glenn Sterling, for a little bit of a chat. I just got first that, well, I'm looking forward to Sterling, come on, that'd be fun. I just got someone text me 36 wheels, you muppet. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> well, that's good that someone knows how many, how many wheels it's got and someone that actually knows you're a Muppet, so... <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Thanks very much. Quite a knowledgeable person, aren't they? <laughs> 36 <laughs> wheels, you Muppet. Yeah, all good. That's good. We'll be able to get a suit for you soon, will we? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I reckon. I don't think anyway. you Kermit the Frog one, will you? No, I won't fit in a Kermit the Frog suit, but I reckon I can wave my hands around in the air and go, just like, <laughs> like Kermit. I reckon I could manage that. Yeah. Oh, dear, oh, dear. So, uh, all board to us, eh? What? I'd like to get some green, green paint. Green paint? Yeah, we'll colour your green. Uh, must colour me green. Right. We've, we've, already, we've already got a Kermit in the industry, don't we, so... No, we've already got one of those. We don't need another one. Mm. So he takes a pretty fair yeah. picture too. He does actually, and he put um, he give he give us a fair good, fairly good rap there for the NRFA. Yeah. The yeah. So yeah, thanks, Kirby. Got stuck into uh, got stuck into the pause guys about the the rest areas too. I saw there the other day. Into the which ones? Yeah, uh, he got stuck into the uh, port and the TMR about the rest lack of rest areas in the. Uh, in the port for PG drivers. I, yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Well, this is what happens when some journalists actually start out and get mixing with some real truck drivers. Yeah. 
<laughs> just sort of yeah. they get a bit bit of a different perspective on the on the whole they, scenario. They do. So anyway, so, bit of interest going on there. So that's good. So, now before we get too much further, yeah. Rentco, mate, sponsors oh, of the show. Rentco sponsors a lot of things, actually. Rentco, they big supporters of the industry, and yeah, I suppose it's, it's their industry, so they know which yeah. they're playing, don't they? Yeah, so I suppose if you if you've had a breakdown or you just need some extra capacity to uh, take advantage of what's going on in your sector of the freight market, Rentco can sort you out with a bit of gear. All the capital cities in Australia. What's the phone number, Craig? Oh, jeez. Phone number. Gosh, I'm not, well, I don't have the phone number in front of me, mate. Oh, no. You're supposed to be helping me out here. This is professional. I do. I've got, I got four or five different things in front of me here, and I was just taking <laughs> one. But Renko is 1300 736 826. Or you can go to www.rentco.com.au. So, as you said, Mike, there to help you with, with any of your surplus needs or even your long term needs. Um, yep. Yep, if you've got a project go. that runs for a couple of years and you don't want to go out and invest a whole lot of gear, well, yeah, give Rentco a call. And Rentco sponsors this show and the Rig of the Month in Trucker Life magazine. Rentco Rig of the Month, one yeah. of the features of the magazine. And if you've got a poster up on your wall, you'll see that lovely little logo of Rentco's on there. So, <laughs> yes, fabulous support of the industry. Supporter of the month, which we'll be heading yeah. over to at the end of March. That's right. We'll get over there and see Roscoe and the boys and Matt and everyone and uh, shake hands and have a beer. I expect as long as as long as Yogi doesn't try and make me drink the warm bush chook, I'll be right. I reckon. Oh well, maybe that's just what you got to do when in Rome. <laughs> when in Rome, you reckon, you reckon we'll have to try and blend in. You reckon? Oh well, you might look too out of place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway, dear idea. Looking forward to that, MacMaster. It'll be good. Uh, It'll be really, really good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so no. we'll talk about fatigue week, and I suppose, you know, we'll give, um, give Andrea the real, <clears throat> the real um, opportunity to have a chat about here about what she does. But I'd, yeah. I'd probably just like to say about that, you know, we do all talk about this and the pressures that, that go on in the industry. And I would like to say again, you know, if you are tired, just pull up and have a sleep. Yep. Please. Yep. Please. Yep. You know, if it's not your life you save, it could be could be a busload of kids or something. So yeah. very, very important. Very important. The life you say may be your own. Mm. I I uh, I had a bit of a buddy, uh, a grandpa nap there, coming up from Melbourne uh, earlier in the week. Monday, I was a little bit doughy. About three o'clock in the afternoon, it gets me. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, I pulled up at Mingay and I thought, oh, I'll stop here and I'll make myself a drink. And I was going to have a lie down. So I set the timer for 30 minutes and had a 30-minute unplanned break. <laughs> well, it's nice that, um, that the scheduling allows you to do that. Um, yeah, well, I, much easier to explain why you're 30 minutes late to why we're picking it up off the side of the road. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, I actually pulled up at Clybucker one afternoon for a bit of a a bit of a power nap. Yeah, it was about four o'clock. I'll just go yeah. here and um, have a little little nap nap. And yeah. um, so I woke up and it was ten thirty at night. <laughs> mm. I've done a similar thing. <laughs> I needed that one anyway. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably in a good old I, days too when the phones weren't going off every five minutes. Well, that's right. Man. I I I tried to sleep over the wheel a few times. I can't do that. I just I just can't make myself do it. Mm. I I've got to go and get horizontal, and uh, I can net generally not off in five minutes if I get horizontal. I just can't do it over the wheel. Some ways can, I suppose. I just can't do it. Yeah, I've I've never actually really tried. Or I thought it's better than jump up in the bed and have a bit of a sleep. Yeah. I'll be honest, it's never really been a big issue for me. I sort of don't don't really get those nods in the afternoon. Oh, sometimes I, got I do sit behind the desk. Yeah, I've, so, I've seen you sitting there with your body hand down your pants with your mouth open catching flies, mate. I've, <laughs> I've seen it happen. Yeah, with, hey. with a magazine in my hand too, probably. That's right, that's right. Mm. Done the same thing. Yeah. No, I get the bunk, mate. Turn the bloody, uh, turn the bunk air conditioning on. The uh, the cooler bar, just turn it on, and bit of a nerd, bit of a nod. It's, good, it's all good. Yeah. yeah. Fatigue week. You got to, but you got to know the signs of fatigue and uh, basically pay attention and, and act on it. That's the thing, I suppose. Mm. Anyway, we're probably stealing all of, uh, we're stealing all of. Uh, Andrea's Thunder now. She won't have anything left to talk. We'll call her up and say, Andrea, how you going? We've done fatigue week. Goody, yeah. mate. See you later. Yeah, That's no. all we'll have to do. She'll be right, I'm sure. Andrea will have something to say. You know, she's done a wonderful job. Uh, she, she got a, a round of funding um, to help get that thing underway a couple of years ago. Mm. Uh, she still managed to keep that going. Mm. I think the Origin Combined Council do a, a fair bit to help her out with that. But uh, the amazing thing to me is the level of dedication that she's had to the cause. Yeah. And she and she keeps keeps plugging away out the quiet achiever and she's you know, she just pops up and it just amazes me uh how how she kept it up and it, what amazes me more, you know, is that, that I think she's tried to get some more funding to help keep the thing going longer. And uh, people are saying, Oh, we've already done that. But it's an ongoing thing. It's you know you, you get one one lot of people educated, and then and there's next. I know a lot of people yeah. start driving. The education needs to keep going. I think mm. like the like the point oh five program. I mean that's still going, and everyone knows what the rules are. But we still see the ads, don't we? Well, that's it too. Yeah, but it's very hard <clears throat> raising money from the government to do things like this. Um, yeah. Yeah, but look, you know, hopefully one day there'll be another round. But, you know, it is, um, there's a dedication there and there's some people in the industry that, that just show that, like Rod Hanafy just tirelessly works at what he does. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it, yeah, you've got to take your hat off to them, people like that. They just yeah. keep keep going and going and going. And it is yeah. hard, it's a hard slog sometimes. Um, it's a hard slog when you think you're on your own. Mm, that's right. So... But anyway, there is support there from associations. So if you've if you've got a bit of a crusade that you want to get on, probably the first thing to do is join a or join an association because you'll probably find there's someone in there that has that same crusade. Yeah, like parking. I just got course. a message. <laughs> well, I just got a message from Andrea, mm -hmm. and she wants to know if we've forgotten her. No, probably best. Best try and give her a ring. I can't. I can't text or anything while I'm no, driving along. So we haven't forgotten her. <laughs> you better reassure her. She's feeling a little. You're not feeling the love, I don't think, mate. Uh, we might just 
get her in. We'll go to a song, mate, and we'll um, we'll uh, get her in. This one, Blondie wants this one. Bit of Jack and Diane, so we'll, okay. be, we'll be right back.
Well, that was a bit of um, John Cougar Mellencamp there. Johnny Cougar. Hi, Colette. <laughs> so, we've got a guest on tonight. Andrea, how are you this evening? I'm very well, thank you. At the start of National Driver Fatigue Week. Mm, very important week, particularly for the transport yep. industry. Had a very big day today. I've been talking to radio stations around Australia. Yeah. Um, about power naps, of course. And, uh, yeah, big, uh, quite a bit of interest in WA, which I, I've never had before. So I've been explaining how to take a power nap mm. and, um, you know, the benefits to not just the trucking industry, but all drivers. Because, you know, got such long distances over there in WA. You know, you're driving along on a long straight road. It gets a bit monotonous and you can, and fatigue can set in quite quickly. Mm. Most definitely, yeah. So that's been really rewarding today, I thought. And, I mean, like every launch we have had the swings and roundabouts. Some things didn't go as well. Uh, we didn't have the fancy launch today that we normally had. But, you know, I got on the tally on the news and, you know, sprouted off about PowerNap. While you, and, I mean, the aim this year is to save 400 lives across Australia. That's, you know, that's the minimum of people who will die attributed to driver fatigue this year. Really, that's still a huge number, isn't it? It's a shocking number. Yeah. You know, that really impacts on, you know, and, and every, like when I spoke to the regional WA ABC people, they said everyone they know has a driver fatigue, fatality or very severe injury in their group of friends, extended families and all that. So it's really important that people know that this simple strategy, and this is the problem with it too, it's a bit too simple, but, you know, if you try it and follow the procedure, the steps, um, you will go to sleep. You know, some people can sleep slumped over the steering wheel. I have no idea how anyone could possibly do that however some people do you've got to do what works for you if it's reclining the seat get if you're a truck driver getting in the bunk getting in the bunk's got to be better than anything else um and now i'm hearing of people getting in the back seat of their cars you know and um, you know putting their head in on jacket but 15 to 20 minutes and you're sorted the day and we left in the afternoon when he finished work and he had the concert that night I picked him up and we had to drive home because he had to start work the next day. And I got to about one o'clock in the morning when I was driving home from Brisbane. I thought, I'm, I'm really tired. I don't think I can keep going. And I actually pulled over and we have a van with a bed in the back. And I jumped in the back and I set my clock, my alarm for 20 minutes. And sure enough, 20 minutes later, my alarm went off, woke me up and I woke up and it was like I'd had a full night's sleep. It was amazing. Yeah. It, it, it is amazing. And you know, Colette, that's how I got convinced about power nets. I had heard about them. I read the research and I thought, that's never going to work on me. Yeah. And it, and necessity, the mother of all invention. Yeah. I was in a situation where I did that. Yeah, you did tell me that story. And I've told that story so many times. <laughs> I might have to tell, tell it on radio tomorrow, on <laughs> breakfast radio. But it, it's wonderful. And it also Craig said to me one day, 
uh, one interview, he said, oh, can, you know, people seeing a video, can they learn from that and actually do, you know, does it work? Well, you're, you're uh, evidence of that. You've seen the videos, you've heard us talking about it, yep. and you thought, okay, this situation has presented itself, I'm going to give it a go. Yeah, I, I was very sceptical. I was very sceptical. I thought, 20 minutes, not going to do anything for me. Like, And I doubted that I would go to sleep in that time, in that, enough for it to warrant doing anything, but I was very, very wrong. How wrong was I? <laughs> it was mm. so, yeah. And it's it's very interesting when you... I've just got a text message from someone who's had a massive amount of industry, uh, industry experience driving and when they say power naps are a fantastic anti-fatigue tool. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And look, uh, one of the, um, one, you know, on those radio stations, they have people can text it, well, just like this show. Uh, and one of the guys in Western Australia is a stock agent. He does 100,000 kilometres a year. He said he couldn't do it without power naps. Yeah. Mm. yeah. <coughs> Very we just, you know, we're out of funding now. I put in a application, um, for um, the Office of Road Safety, the federal government, unfortunately, we were unsuccessful, which nearly broke my heart. It was mm. just before Christmas. And I thought, oh, what are we going to do? Because I've got to keep this message going. Because if we don't, there's so many other people out there we've got to convince. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and what, uh, and what is even worse, um, and I was offered a job in another country double my salary mind you and I said no I can't I can't I'm in the middle of this power nap thing and the federal I've got a grant for the federal government if I if I left nobody would be able to take it over in my jurisdiction mm. so that was a double whammy and I and I couldn't leave power nap to me is un, not finished so I couldn't leave though it was a lovely very tempting offer Mm. But no, I'm pretty committed to the old power nap. I, I think while we've got drive, people dying and simple solutions. It's no use uh, preaching road safety. You need something that people can actually do themselves to save their lives. Yeah. Now, you know, we should have a whole year without truck crashes because I believe, you know, when when the professor who said, oh, we've got bigger fish to fry them and drive the tea at the conference, I thought, oh, this guy's looking for a fight. <laughs> I thought, they're fighting words. But, of course, he's talking about other issues, and I acknowledge there are other very important issues in the trucking industry. My issue, which is road safety, there's nothing more pressing in the industry industry than driver fatigue. So but that's in my little sphere of work, not the whole industry and I acknowledge that. But um no driver fatigue we shouldn't be losing drivers to driver fatigue and and when they this gentleman, the professor said, Oh driver fatigue distraction a lot of driver distraction is the is the precursor of driver fatigue. It's the fatigue is starting to build up and it's physically and psychologically affecting the driver. I mean, I'm not talking about picking up a mobile phone and playing a game while you're driving or something like that. That's that's a whole different issue. But 
Mm. We, we, we see that in the uh, statistics. <clears throat> Tomorrow I'm actually attending online the New South Wales Forum into Road Safety. How are we going to fix the road safety issue in New South Wales in the coming years? Mm. So that should be interesting. So, Andrew, on, on, um, on your website there, which is powernet.org.au, I've yep. just been looking at that and seeing that there is actually a thing there which is a test your tired self. Yes, that's a, that's a new Transport for New South Wales link. Yep. So can you run us through that at all? What? Look, I, I, <laughs> I'm going to tell you the Log truth. No, I can't. Log on and have a look. I remember I've taken it three or four times and failed every time. So <laughs> I haven't gone back. I thought, oh, my God. Um, look, it, it, it is a test. It's a psychological test, and they do, you know, um, they do recommend it. They're promoting it this week uh, during drive, National Drivers' Fatigue Week. Look, intervention at point of behaviour. Everything we've done in the past for road safety has been get a good night's sleep, take regular breaks every two hours. Well, how's that going to work for a truck driver for a start? Um, it, it just, it, we just can't, it's not an intervention. You've got to have the intervention when you're tired at point of behaviour. Pull over, 15 to 20 minutes, you've got it sorted. Yeah, yeah. So that's part of that is very important that you don't sleep for an hour, isn't it, or an hour and a half that you do actually Absolutely. It's got to be a short sleep that terminates before deep sleep. That's that's the science behind it. That's why Colette came out of it nice and bright and was ready to go on with her, her journey. Mm. Yeah, well, that's... That's that's how that's how it works. I mean, that's why I I personally set my alarm for thirty minutes so I can have a thirty minute break. By the time I get sorted out and get into the get into the bunk, I've, I've, I've spent five minutes or so just waffling around in the cab. By the time I lay down and and the alarm goes off, you know I've had about twenty minutes, and that that works for me. Mm. It just it just that fine tuning that you've got to do to work for yourself. Well, I think that's true of all of us, Mike, and that's a very valid point, and thank you for raising it. Everybody's got to fine-tune it. To me, I can't say to you, okay, I'm driving to Sydney tomorrow. I, at, uh, uh, let me see, say Bathurst, I'm going to take a power nap. It won't work like that. I have to be tired, I have to be fatigued, and I have to need to pull over and have that kip. And I'm also happy to... Um, tell you that the Queensland government, the what do they call them? Transport and Main Roads. They promote TMR. Yeah, they're promoting um, National Driver Fatigue Week and some of our PowerNet me- messages to over 1.5 million people. So that's people. Many of those people would never have seen PowerNet before. So that's a big bonus for this year for National Driver Fatigue Week. We also have the TAC in Victoria. Apart, um, they're going to be promoting National Driver Fatigue Week and PowerNets as well. So that that's really um, that's a really that's a giant step forward. Um, South Australia uh, want to collaborate and move forward with 
promoting the PowerNap website, which I need to put it in a page at which the Western Australians pointed out, all about Driver Fatigue Week. So that would uh, that would be uh, great. I also got a phone call from some uh, communications uh, companies who have uh, trucks and trucking organisations or, or, or companies, I should say and uh, other businesses that wanted to uh, promote National Driver Fatigue Week and PowerNap in their businesses. And, of course, they downloaded all the three resources that we've got on the website. So that was that. that's another step forward. So um, without funding, if we can get this synergy of people participating, it will make it better. Mm. Um, it'll make it even more better if we can get some more funding. So I've put in an application to the National Heavy Vehicle Regulator. So let's keep our fingers crossed. I, you know, uh, we, you know, it, it's always a challenge these things. Yeah. But you, they can't. No one can ignore that fatigue is an issue. Well, that's true. Well, you've, you've only got to look at the statistics to know. That fatigue, uh, fatigue. Even though we're doing a lot of work mitigating fatigue, it is still one of the biggest issues in heavy vehicle uh, accidents, heavy vehicle involved accidents. Because while we've got you here quickly, when I mean, there are a lot of trucks running up and down, particularly doing changeovers and things like that, day cabs, they don't have sleepers on them. Uh, therefore, the driver of the truck doesn't have the opportunity to get horizontal. He's got to try and have a sleep over the wheel. Do you think that there should be some sort of legislation for trucks that go in a, like to do changeovers, for example, where the drivers might be going more than 500 kilometres for their trip, that they should actually have a, a small sleeper on them at least to give the driver the opportunity to have a sleep if he needs to? I think that's an excellent point, and I'll tell you why. The statistics that that uh, professor uh, put forward at the NRFA conference uh, said that the that so many drivers were crashing in the first 250 kilometres on their on their first leg of their journey. Mm-hmm. Now, 250 kilometres is about two and a half. Two and a half to three hours. Yeah, it's more than, well yeah. over because it's a, um, an hour fifteen for me to work. That's a hundred k. So yeah, it's closer. Yeah, it's closer to the three hours. The industry should be. Yeah, that's a wake up call for the industry, in my humble opinion. That means that when you're scheduling, you should be scheduling. When I say you, I mean the companies should be scheduling. Um, you know, twenty minute power naps in that first three, uh, three and a half, four hours or whatever, three hours, because they're telling me, this is a professor who's obviously got hold of all the data from the industry, that so many of them are crashing. And it, and it comes back to a sleep debt. Okay, just because you've had a day off and you've got a night's sleep, uh, you've had a fairly good night's sleep, if you've been missing sleep, for four or five days beforehand, you haven't caught up with it just because you had a day off. Yeah. And I was very impressed. I spoke to one of those Japs that were on the panel, and I think it was, was there such a thing as the Victorian Transport Association? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And I said, well, what are you going to do about these 
you know, four hours or six hours waiting to get um, um, loaded. I said, a guy, you know, that's not counted in his log hours, but he's been awake for those six hours and there's nothing worse than waiting. It's stressful. It's time, you know, and, you know then they've got to get in, in their truck, then they've got to get to their schedule. I, I want to see these companies that are causing these delays. I want... they. They are in the chain of responsibility as far as I'm concerned. They have to be held to account. Now, when they say to me, uh, oh, a couple of uh, forklift drivers didn't turn up, I say that all your staff in a warehouse should be forklift drivers. Mm. Mm. So that doesn't happen. It's it's, um, one of the things in the industry that has been fought for for a long time to prevent that from happening and you know it's fallen on deaf ears for many many years but hopefully with some change in legislation now it might be something that can be you know spoken about and and forced onto people that that do that but we we do have someone else joined us yogi Hi, oh, yeah. afternoon, evening. Just thought you've been you're sitting there for a bit. I thought we'd better let people. No, you're right. No, no, Andrew. Well, welcome to the show, Andrew. I'm terribly late. Got a no note from here. I was loading. I was just going to say, have you got a note? <laughs> no, half an hour behind in South Australia. So, uh, all good. Didn't happen. Here we are. Welcome to the show. I need a power nap because I've been loading all day. Well, I need a proper sleep. I don't need a power nap. I need a proper sleep. That's what needs to happen today. <laughs> Well, you can have a pound there. <laughs> I'm going to do it on the show. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a stubby and then I'm going to park up. It's been a very long time. Anyway, yeah, all good. Welcome. G'day. Thanks. Thank you so much. <laughs> what else were we talking about? Oh, that's right. We were complaining about uh, the thing. Look, and I think that net legislation that uh, Senator Glenn Stuhl and his team of NRFA and other people put together and, uh, you know, like some people are now uh, discussing whether it's you know enough or it's not enough, it's a start. I, I think um, we shouldn't, when I say we, the, the industry shouldn't sit on its laurels. I think what's next and let's go for it. Mm. That's mm. Well, there needs to be some minimum standards, eh? <laughs> That's what it's all about. I mean, let's let's say, for example, we want the minimum standard that every truck that goes more than 500 kilometres in a trip, I mean, that 500 kilometres down to Tarkata and back to Sydney, um, probably probably, uh, should have at least an IT bug on it so the driver can have a lie down. Well, well, you've got... uh, that's that's a very important comment because, as that professor Kim, whoever he was, pointed out there with all the industry uh, data, the data supports that something has to be done. So you've got you've got the science on your side. You've, so yes, it, yeah, they they need they need to be if you're spending 500 kilometres in a vehicle, yes, I believe there should be some sort of mini bunk or whatever you want, whatever the terminology is. Mm. Yeah, well, I, I also reckon drivers getting paid by the hour and sort these DCs out with their waiting time too. 
soon as they had to start compensating drivers for sitting around, I reckon they changed changed their tune pretty quick. There is no Uh, doubt that when it starts to cost someone money, somebody all of a sudden people can find answers. And, um, you know, uh, when people say to me, oh, it'll cost more to move A to B, well, that farmer said said it to me. The far, one of the farmers that were at the conference that, that was going to do the forty million dollar, uh, sorry, forty hectare heavy vehicle rest area. Yep. He said, if it's going to cost me X amount to move my wheat, he said, I don't start haggling prices. He said, that's what it costs to move my wheat. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Now, obviously, mm. he'll never get a job on the board of Woolworths or Coles or Aldi. <laughs> obviously, he hasn't got a hope in hell. But, you know, he has a very valid uh, comment. And, um, you know, if it's going to cost more, it's going to cost more. Simple as that. Yep. But it doesn't really my, cost that my much. Phone, my phone's going off at style. Perhaps, Craig, you might have tell him what, need to tell him what the... Uh, text number is to text in on the show because I can't, I'm driving, I can't read the text. Oh, well, they can text, text so, something in on 0491 825 633. Yeah. Let Craig read it out. He's sitting at the desk. Oh, guys, everyone that's listening, I appreciate the text coming to me, but I, I can't read them. So, mm. um, oh, just one, just one more thing about national. Sorry, Andrea, keep going. Yeah. Uh, just one thing about National Driver Fatigue Week to that army of great truck uh, truck drivers who are sh- uh, liking and sharing the posts on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Please keep that up through National Driver Fatigue Week. You know, we were talking about not getting funding. The more you do it, the more... And this was said to me on radio, you know... It doesn't. You're not going away anytime soon. And I said, we're not. And the more drivers that are on social media, and, and you know, there's a lady who's a, a a farming kind of guru in South Australia somewhere. She's now got into the whole power net thing, and she sees our our posts and she likes them and shares them onto her twenty thousand followers. You know, that's another twenty thousand people who may have not seen the power net message. So, or, sorry. Yeah, but that's one of the things with um with getting an education program out there. You know, you talk about funding and and struggling to get money. I don't know what it is with the modern educators or people that dish out money, but they believe that, you know, you put put an ad up for three weeks and you've educated the whole population on something. There's there's things that take sometimes a lifetime for for the message to change people's attitudes or whatever towards what they do. So this short-term funding stuff and thinking that it's all okay... You know, yeah. we've got to start changing how the regu- or not the regulators, but the the people that handle this money out for education programs think, because they're just too short term. Well, I had a phone call, for, and I won't mention the name of the company, um, but they're a health, what do you call them, work health and safety specialist, and they go all around. Now they have been watching the PowerNet campaign for some time. And they believe they want to implement it in the mining industry because, um, you know, these long shifts that the miners are on, it would reduce 
accidents on the job. Now, I know in WA they're all fly in, fly out, but a lot of the mining on the East Coast, they're driving two and two hours to work and two hours back home, but they've done a 12-hour day, mm. you know, and... They're trying, and they said to me, "Look, you should really set yourself up as a not-for-profit organisation, and then corporates can, um, you know, help fund you." Well, and it, oh, it sounds like a good idea, but the whole thing about PowerNap is that it's not about you know me being in an office somewhere, getting money in, and then put every cent we get. I mean, I had this conversation with Sal. No, our council does not keep one cent of the money. It all goes on to the social media, the the um, and all the resources that we use, and we kind of resource poor. We really need something for truck shows and all that sort of thing um, that drivers can take away. In fact, Yogi came up with a brilliant ah. idea. <laughs> well, I, I went, no, it can't be true, Andrew. When did I have a brilliant idea? What was that? You, you said something along the lines of you got something to put up on the window when we're having a power net. Like, I think you said, piss off, we're having, I'm having a power net. Oh, no, no, I wouldn't have said that. I, I, I don't like the word. That's not a nice word. I'll just, I'll just leave me alone. Walk away, you know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And I thought, well, that's a good idea because I've heard truck drivers say they, they've been having a nap and then someone comes up and wakes them up from caravan and wants to park their caravan in a different spot, you know. Mm. Like, oh, I mean, we need to know that, you know, if you're going to, well, well, I mean, yeah, if, if you're sitting in a day cab and you're, yeah, you parked up under a shady tree, and uh, yeah, your little visor on your side. It's uh, you know, power napping process. <laughs> yeah, I think that was it. Power napping process. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I very rarely use that word, and I'm not a not a big fan. So, you know, there you okay. go. It's a little insight into my, into my terminology. Yeah. So, there you go. So, so yeah. Mike, there's a thing there about 500Ks, you know, you should have a bunk. Well, there's a text message here about maybe, if, you know, if you're required to use a work diary, that's when your bunk must be a requirement. Yeah, I agree, mate. 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah, that's a fairly, fairly sort of strong valid point. And that's probably yeah. something that you could make quite quite easy into an order in, in a road transport thing. So that's pretty easy. If, you, if you're based in Melbourne and you get caught at Albrook, yeah. um, should have a bunk on it. Well, the thing is, well, the, the thing is we, get, we get out here. I mean, you talk about, if you just talk about doing changeovers on the U, let's just leave it for there at the moment. I know that there are changeovers that happen on other roads. Yeah, everywhere. But, everywhere. but halfway, halfway backwards and forwards, 450 or something it is from Sydney to Tarkata, Mm. And about the same from Melbourne to Tarkata. But there are times when things happen out here, uh, it goes sideways, the road gets cut. Oh, you get yeah. stuck on the side of the road. Now, and it can happen on any road. But if you've got, if you're on a day cab, you've got nowhere to have a lie down, you've got nowhere, you know, nowhere to, to, to do anything. But even if you've got to wait for your changeover driver, you get to Tarkata and your changeover driver's been held up it's still of you that needs somewhere to have a snooze mm, that's right and, yeah, you've got a very you know, valid point mm. so very I mean, valid, we know yeah. why 
we know why we know why the companies want to use day cabs because they're cheaper to buy and you know they're, they're probably probably a little bit more uh, less capital intensive as far as uh, the bottom line goes for them. But at the end of the day, uh, they cost the same to run as any other truck. Well, there was also a number of length issues, I think, as well. Some guys wanted to run the, particularly for the fridge vans and things, they want to run the bigger trailer combinations to get that extra pallet of freight in, boys. Mm. But at the yeah. end of the day, our chain of responsibility, occupational health and safety, I mean, the, the, the guys that are doing these long haul, uh, long, long haul or even changeover trips, they're always the one that seem to get the uh, short end of the stick, like, when was the last time any line or driver got to attend the company barbecue for Christmas, but all the office staff got the barbecue and the Christmas cake? Well, you get there and it's looked like 50,000 seagulls have attacked it. You know, whether we, we seem as though we don't get what we need sometimes. And I think an IT bank for someone that needs to put their logbook in, mate, that should be a minimum standard. And I reckon that will be one of the ones that I will be... Uh, chasing pretty hard when the time comes. Mm. Well, I think I think so too. And now that you've said that, go back to uh, uh, Professor uh, Kim. What was his name? Kim Professor, Hassel. Professor Kim Hassel. Kim Hassel. Hassel. Kim Hassel. Kim Hassel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And get the data from him because that data will come from the insurance companies, I reckon. Um, yeah. And I've. And I've heard uh, one of the girls from the NHBR that lives in parks, I've heard her quote that at um, at one of the um, NHBR forum days that they have to the truckies. So it, it's, it's obviously well accepted. So that's the data, the proof that, um, what do you call them, day changeovers? Yeah. Um, uh, that they do need these small cabins. Mm. And don't forget, that's not just 450 or 500 kilometres. That's coming, like, coming out of Sydney in Sydney traffic, which is no joke for a truck. And that means going back into Sydney in, 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 in traffic. Oh no, that's not just a normal 450 uh, kilometres mm. uh, on the road. That could that's, be a uh, trip on its own. <coughs> I, I don't know yeah, what. We- we, we, we smash out 1500k changeovers out in the west, so yeah, you definitely need it. And, and most, and I like most, most changeover drivers in WA got a 50 inch firewalls and, and what they have, you know, like it's, um, mm. it's all well, we were doing, we were doing, uh, we were doing 700k round trips down, uh, to, from Port Edelman to get the iron ore and we had a 50 inch sleeper to use if we wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I mean, and 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 bunk air conditioning. That's the other thing. I mean, a heat a, a heat a cooler, whether it's an ice pack and a bloody diesel heater or a bloody uh, a cooler bar or something to uh, allow you to be comfortable to have the sleep. It's all about providing the opportunity to have a good sleep. It's not this you know, lip service. It's providing the opportunity, and it's all about it's all about making everyone safe at the end of the day and. And making the job more attractive. That's what it's about. Well, I think Driver retention, Michael. Yeah. 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 But I think one of the most important things in it all is that in it doesn't matter what scenario you're in, whether you're doing a changeover or you're on the road <coughs> in your own truck or, you know, one truck, one driver, that sort of policy, that 
that nowhere in the scheduling should it be that tight that you can't afford to pull up and have mm. a 15 to half an hour nap. So, you know, there should yeah, never be right. that much pressure on you to make sure that if you don't hit that time slot between 12.15 and 12.45 in the markets or what a dock or whatever, if that, that sort of crap was removed so that the, a driver had no pressure on him and could always believe that they could pull up and have a sleep, we would fix most of the problems. Jeez, I wish geez, I hope Kenny Genius listened to this. <laughs> Who's that? Oh, don't say it. Don't you go on again. Don't do it. Don't start. Don't start. Don't start. Don't start. Don't start. do is your program important to every motorist out there, but particularly what I've seen um, you do for the transport industry and how you've also grown your knowledge on what the transport industry is. So I remember meeting you at, I think, the first Brisbane Truck Show, might have been 2022, and and we had a chat there about what, you know, not only the power nap, but what the transport industry was, and and I've seen you take that information and move forward with that as well. Yeah, well, the other part about it is too. I mean, you've had you've had a couple of awards from the road transport industry now. One from Road Freight New South Wales, and now another one from uh, National Road Freighters Association. Uh, I think both very deserved awards, and uh, very happy that you've got them, Andrew. More power to you, and we'll be obviously talking down the track. We will. Thanks very much, guys, for having me on the uh, on the program. Thank you, Colette, for being a great road safety model. Oh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, take she's care and have a bed to have a power nap. I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to do the same thing. Yeah. Okay, right take right. care, guys. Thank you, and Andrea. Don't forget power nap. No. Bye. Okay. Thanks, bye. Oh, there you go. Right, hey, we got we got we got a song teed up there, and we I can do, tune actually. in and see what's going on. We've got a request fun. come in from uh, Paul Bergini. Oh, right, hey. Paul Bergini. He's got to play some of his stuff. Well, we'll have to listen to him soup for the next week. So, well, right, hey. <laughs> no, what is he going to play? Well, he's going to play stuff. Dan Seals, big wheels in the moonlight. So. Oh dear Lord, right yeah, over there. Yeah, dear Lord, dear Lord. No, that wasn't in there. No, that's just Dan Seals. Big right. in the moonlight. So, right over. Right. We'll be right back. <laughs>
So that's one of one of our good friend Paul's requests. So keep, keeping him happy. So we need to play. Um, we need to play a whole day from Paul Bandini. That's what we need to do. You know what we should? You reckon? Do? No, no. You know, I, I, I know so. I don't reckon. Yeah. I know so. You know what we should be doing there, Yogi? Yeah. He's going so. sitting up on that back veranda at Paul's. Yeah. With this mobile studio we've got. Right. And sit there for a whole evening playing his music. No, nah, you need you need to go to work. Me and Paul need to have a couple of whiskeys, and you need to download all his music. He's got three and a half thousand CDs up there. Sure. Can I? Yeah, you need you, yeah, you need to go to work, and then we can just sit back and watch you work. Can I have a whiskey so as well, though, during that time? Hey, depends. It depends on how right you want to get the recordings done. That's the that's the, the first view will be all right, but I reckon the quality level would sort of decline. Oh, come on. Nah, we just need, we just need a data angle. It's all these are technical words. Mm. No. Anyway, enough of that. Enough no, of that. Right. Let's before we get before we get our guest chat, let's just remind everyone about Renko sponsoring the show. Renko sponsoring Rig of the Month in the Drug Alive magazine. If you need something to get you through a busy time, or you need something to replace a broken down truck. So we're going to ring Yogi. We are going to ring Renko because they have everything. There's nothing they don't have, and there's every situation they can handle. Simple, mm-hmm. easy. Ring Renko. Any capital, major town, Townsville, well, I'll like, ring them. I'll sort it. What's the number, Craig? One three hundred seven three six eight two six, or you can go to www.rentco.com.au. So, geez, we're getting good at this, aren't we? Oh. That was pretty good. You know. 
That was pretty good. So we're when I start playing each other on the back later when we haven't got a special guest on. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Kat's joined us this evening to talk about uh, a former owner driver who has been diagnosed with motor neurone disease, and unfortunately, he has fallen through the cracks with the NDIS. He's had to uh, basically dispose of all of his, his bits and pieces to uh, fund, he's, he's gone into care and he wants to put together a little bit of a protest or a little bit of an awareness thing in Canberra. Kat, welcome to the show. How are you, mate? Good, thanks. How are you going? I'm all right. Now, let's tell us, tell us all about this, Blake. First of all, what's his name? Uh, his name's Warren Alcott, so everyone calls him Wazza. Um, yeah, he, um, is, like you said before, he's been an owner driver for about 25 years, but he's been driving trucks since he was about 20. Um, and last year, uh, he unfortunately got diagnosed with MND. Um, so Wazza lives on his own as well. Um, because he's over 65 NDIS, they won't help you. So yeah. he's, yeah, which sucks. He's had to sell off his trucks, trailers, cars and everything um, to, yeah, care, get care for himself and whatnot. So he's not calling it a protest, but he's wanting to take his, ride his um, ride-on mower up to Parliament. And ideally he wants 800 people with or without ride-on mowers um, to join him so that he can get some awareness for the cause obviously um, and he's really hoping to try and get them to change it so that it's a notifiable disease which means they'll track more like where MND is coming from it'll help people get better care quicker care as well because unfortunately with MND it does take you quite quickly um, yeah. and the mower thing come from because he's on a little bit of property the only way he could get around when his legs sort of yeah didn't want to work was on his right on mower Okay. So what's the significance of this 800 number? So that's that, roughly... Well, that, that'd sound good. Yeah. Good number. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sound amazing. Um, so, 800 mm. right on going up the camera. Like, yeah. <laughs> It'd be pretty funny. Um, so that's yeah. roughly how many people get diagnosed and pass away with it each year in Australia. You're joking. Oh, yeah, so wow. yeah, so it's quite wow. a lot. Um, so in 2015, the average percentage, so that it was 60% mainly, uh, 60% were males that were diagnosed with MND, and the ages were between 74 and 85, which means most of them were not eligible for any help. Right. Wow. So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah just trying to bring some awareness to all that and hopefully get Parliament to kind of stand up and pull their head in and have a bit of a look at it, because like Neil Danaher is doing amazing things for MND, but, mm. yeah, this is taking it uh, yeah, a little bit further. So, so with that's the, about it, isn't it? There's not much more after, you know. And I guess Neil Danner has got a nice, big, a good profile, and you know, and, yeah. um, one of, one of those things in life. But um, yeah, apart from that, do you, do you, you know, the the freeze at the G? Do you ever hear anything else about MND? And with yeah. 800 people a year, that's a crazy sort of yeah, crazy number. Mm. Yeah. Well, NGI, uh, NGI auction the uh, modified trucks and they've been doing that for the last several years um, yeah. to, yeah. to uh, raise funding for MND research. Yeah. Um, so that's, 
that's simply because one of their uh, one of the head honchos there at NGI basically was diagnosed with it and passed away as a result of it, and it's become a bit of a project that that NGI have become very very interested in, yeah. um, raising money for MND research. The NDIS issue is something that the NDIS issue is something that intrigues me. I would have just thought, you know, if if you're uh, disabled, then surely there should be some avenue for the funding. Is there, you know, have any understanding of, of why it is that there's a cutoff point? Is that, or is that just some gonna... line in the arbitrary line in the sand? I think it's just a line in the sand. I was unaware there was a cut-off point. Um, I know when my dad had it 15 years ago, uh, 16 years ago, it was very, very unheard of then. And I know when we tried to get like funding and support, they, we weren't entitled to any because, well, he had assets. So until you sell your assets and use all your money, the government weren't interested in helping out. Yeah. It's not a, a terrible thing, really, um, and probably been a taxpayer all his life. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And like for Waza, it's really hard for him to see his trucks go, as you guys know, like they're your pride and joy, his trucks and his cars and things that he probably wanted to hand on to grandchildren and stuff like that. Um, just, yeah. Yeah, your asset. Yeah, your asset. Yeah. What you, what you really work sad. hard for. Yeah. Yeah. For your, for your well, superannuation and your retirement and, you know, and all yep. points in between. Yeah, and as you guys know, you miss out on so much family time and so many things for that to be sort of the end game. That's not very fair. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're, we'll, we're going to do what we can. I'm going to make a few phone calls. I've got a few people to talk to about this. Thank so you. please, uh, no promises, of course. We'll just reach out and we'll just, we'll just do what we can. But if there's anyone out there that can uh, get hold of uh, Mr. Shorten. I think he's the minister in charge of NDIS, isn't he? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Let's get hold of Bill. Send Bill an email. Say, yeah. Bill, what's we're going on here, buddy? Yeah. Yeah. We've got oh, Senator as a guest, eh? Yeah, we've been spending the morning sending out emails to MPs and um, yeah, a few people higher up just to see why, yeah, why they're not getting any help. Well, they're not well, on a railroad, on a railroad steel here when he comes on shortly. We've got Senator Glenn Steel coming on the show very shortly, and uh, he thinks he might be just getting asked questions about rest areas and things. I might just sort of railroad him on this one and say, "Hey, grab short, grab short, and buy yourself in here, buddy, and uh, let's let's have a chat about this. Let's fix this." Yeah, sounds great. Uh, yeah, there's, there's so many, there's so many uh, good uh, health systems in Australia, but there's so many stuff that lacks. And I just don't know how we can be so good at something and so poor at something else yeah. in this country. It sort of it's feels like some... Half good at everything. Sorry. It sort of feels like sometimes, though, like, all these... We've got so many great systems and support for people, but it's geared toward towards people that you know, sort of don't help themselves, where the ones, the taxpayers and the ones that work and that kind of need a helping hand when things like this happen... I know that's controversial. Great, great, great. That's nearly as cynical as me. Yeah, great comment. Well done. And I mean, you want to, let's say that again. Great. Well done. Spot on. That's uh, right. That's right. I mean, it is, it is so true, though. Like, oh, yeah. you try and get into a try and get into a care facility. Uh, if you've got a house, we'll sell your house and rip a couple of hundred out of you. No problem yeah. at all. But if you, know, you can be on the, you can be whatever. 
and, and get into the same place anyway. We probably shouldn't go down that track. No, I'll, I'll, really just, for that. I'll just get yeah. wound up and end up sorting my sock drawer. That's what'll happen. Yeah, I know. You sorted it last week. You can't sort it again. You haven't got that many socks. You've only got seven. Come back. Don't <laughs> leave us. It used to, I mean, it was just to do my, my mum's head in. The more mum made, the more dad yep. paid when he was in care. Why? Yeah. Yep. Yep. What happened there? Yeah. What did he pay money? Mum paid yeah, the taxes. Yeah, he had no taxes. Yeah, yeah. What happened? This is ridiculous, you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 The more you do for yourself, the more you get penalised. Unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. Doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? Really? No. So we need to. We need to change. Yeah. Yes. So he's heading to Canberra when? Um, so we're in the process at the moment of just looking at the best dates and the most like MPs and heads of, you know, all the things are going to be there. So at the moment it's sort of looking towards the end of March, but we're hoping to have an exact date in the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. Right, eh? And Well, let um, us know when you know. Let us know. Yeah. I sure will. So at the moment, do you have... Uh, do you have any social media or, or websites or anything to go to for this event or are you like developing that at the moment? Developing that at the moment. So at the moment, because um, yeah. he's done a podcast on Monday with Let's Talk MND. So if you do want to hear Waz's story, um, I do have a link on that to my Facebook page and my Instagram, which is just Catherine Teven. Um, and yeah, but we will get something up and running obviously in the next couple of days for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll keep you yeah. in the loop and we'll do the best we can. And we, we, I mean, we love supporting, you know, our own truck people as best we can. Um, more than happy to try and do what we can, but yeah. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. Appreciate you just having me on and even, you know, sort of reaching your followers is going to obviously make a huge difference as well. So we, we really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. What you need to do is you need, you need to text us the information. I actually sent that. I think I sent the link to Craig in the, on the email, didn't I, Craig? I, I do have that here, but that's uh, just that's one to the um, episode for the podcast. But yeah, but Kat, if you've got some stuff that um, I might actually reply to this. I think I've got your email address here, yep. um, and if you can reply back to that when we've got some more information that, about what we can do on social media to help you out. Absolutely, um, appreciate it. And we might just Perfect. flick a few emails off to some people in the, in our realms as well that might be able to help. So, that sounds yeah. amazing. Thank yeah. you. And, and and if you are yeah. there and you've got a ride on mower and you feel like pulling the muffler off and going making some noise, <laughs> you know, we'll get that out there. So yeah, happy happy to uh, help you support that that good. Thank course. you. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Right, Thanks for coming on, Kat. Thank you very much, mate. Have a good night, guys. No, Thank, no, you. Thank we'll you. We'll try. Yeah. See ya. Okay, bye. Thanks. Bye. Well, there you go. Well, how about that, eh? You got a ride, Waza. On, you got a ride on mower, Mike? No, 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 I don't have one anymore. I used to have one. Yeah, I've got a ride. I've got two, actually. I've got an old Rover. This is about as old as you, Mike. And then... Uh, <laughs> And then I've got yeah, we've got a newer one. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Maybe um, maybe they need some from the from a whippersnipper brigade too. Mm. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna make some noise with a lawnmower, you got to have a whippersnipper, and then probably about ten minutes after they're all finished, you need to get the blokes yeah. with the blowers as well. 
The place with the blowers. Oh, yeah, how good, huh? Yeah. 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 So, but anyway, it is um, a very cruel disease and, you know, it, it's... Yeah. You know, Mike, it does grind your gears, eh, when you think that some of this stuff just isn't funded and... Um, I honestly don't understand, you know, why we've never bothered to have some sort of a, like a foundation to support truck drivers particularly, like an industry foundation. Mm. I mean, you look, I mean, I, I don't want to be politically divisive or anything like that on, on a subject like this, like, but where there are a lot of guys out there, owner drivers, who I know don't have the resources. I mean, they spend their whole time paying the bills and paying the mortgage and, and putting a feed on the table. They suffer a bit in the superannuation stakes sometimes, mm. but they also suffer in the support stakes. And when things go wrong for them, you know, it can be financially devastating when, when things go wrong for them. And, I mean, you look at... Um, Look at the level of support Michelle Miller got, for example, um, with the GoFundMe and things like that. And, and great, she, you know, not saying that she didn't deserve to have that, but it takes something like that to get someone some help through a time when obviously, you know, she clearly desperately needed that sort of support. And yet here's Wazza. He clearly needs some support as well. And I'm, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that, uh, there's anything we can do about that. We can get a bit of help for him, maybe, I hope. But there are many guys out there that have worked hard um, and they fall through the cracks. And I just sort of wonder sometimes why we don't have a foundation that helps truck drivers out if they you know, fall on hard times. Well, he's, he's maybe something for you, Mike. It's a legacy for Mike Williams to leave behind, a foundation. <laughs> No, it's, uh, a good, it's a thing that should be out there. I, I can't believe that. You know, in, in all these scenarios, money's, <laughs> money's not the problem. Never is. Never has been. Yeah. It's the distribution of it. it yeah. Uh, you know, so we should have money to support these people. We should have... We all pay enough tax that we all should actually get gold-plated um, health care, but we don't. Um, yeah. So, uh, again, it's not the amount of money we pay... And I'll, you know, in no way do I believe in in, the, in any kind of communist world or socialist extravagance where, you know, the rich should just keep getting richer. But I'll tell you what, there's got to be a bit more of a level playing field for everybody. Well, we, we won't start the housing conversation right now because we all feel the same way about that. But, you know... Well, I've, I've only got a little house. I need a big house. I'm a truck. That's what I need. I've been in the thing for two and a half weeks. So, so I'm at to start the housing conversation. I want a big house. Did you end up Did you end up motelling it last night, did you, mate? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I got on the phone. I kept it rolling. I made it happen. And then the wind picked up and then I went to bed. Yeah, right. Yeah, I should have made... So, night before. Mike. Right. Before. Last oh, night, I should have made tell that Morgan had only got down to 27 degrees at Morgan last night. Oh, right, eh? Probably should have made it, but I didn't. Just wheeled in there, hardcore, right in the bunk door, stick my fan on, make it happen. Hardcore. Oh. I, yeah, uh, I struggle with, uh, with the door open on the bunk. I don't know what it is. Maybe I just smell good. Maybe I just smell as if I'm going to taste good. But the mozzies yeah. and that love me, mate. If I open the bunk door, 
I end up with a cab full of midges or a cab full of mozzies, one or the other. Oh, all right. See, I've got to, I've got to say, my good mate Rob, Rob from Coastal Doors and Windows made me a right. white screen door for my window, right. my truck. Right. Door. Yeah. Right. A really good. Yeah. Right, eh? I've dude. never had, I used to have one of those ones that went round the outside with the Velcro on it, you know? Oh, but I don't yeah, know I got, whether I... I've got one cut to fit, cut to suit. Yeah. Isn't yeah. 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 I don't know what it is, mate. Every time I've opened the bunk door, cab full of mozzies, cab full of midges, one or the other. Yeah. Right. No, that's bloody fantastic morning, so yeah. Problem solved now, mate. I've got a cooler bar on my, my truck now. Oh, yeah, maybe every every summer I think about this. And every summer I don't know anything about it. Mm. And then it becomes yeah. winter, so you don't do it because you don't yeah. need it. Yeah, then I don't think about so, it because it's cold. Right. Fixing the, the, the water leak in the roof of your house in the training, isn't it? You don't gonna, yeah. You're not going to get up there in the rain and fix it. Yeah. But the next day it's sunny and it doesn't leak. Yeah, yeah, not a problem anymore. Problem well, solved itself. Look at that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> even though even though Cooler Bar don't give us any money, no. <laughs> I will say they're a damn, it's a damn good product. Oh, I reckon I reckon be a journey or to ring bloody David Celebre up and say, buddy, you've had about fourteen hours of bloody airtime. Mm. What? No, yeah. he'll figure it out. It's a good product. Does a good job. <laughs> uh, I love him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's nearly as bad. This is going to be bad, this, because what are you going to play? The billboard? The girl on the billboard by the side of the big old highway road hammers? Is that the one you're going to play? Is that what you wanted? Well, I said it was a possibility. possibility. And you seem quite taken with that idea. Well, I said, why not? So just just trying to look after you guys a little bit, you know. Anyway... Yeah, it's a bit yeah. of a story to this song. It's not a road like it's a, it's a it's a road hammers cover. They covered it that someone else's song. It's a great it's song. A good story. Mm. Very fine. Right. Yeah. Are you right there, Yogi? Anyway, we'll, we'll go to a song. Like he's pizza, we'll, play, we'll play this, and we'll be right back.
Bit of road hammers there, Mike. You happy now? Bit of road hammers. Some of your music. Oh, I am happy, mate, because it doesn't happen very often. Usually, you have a sook about it. No, I don't have a sook. You have a sook, but don't play it. Well, I don't know. It's all right. Anyway, there all right. you go. Anyway, um, what are we doing now? Well, we're back here, and we've got um, a friend of ours on the line here, Glenn Stirl, Senator Glenn Stirl. How are you this evening? G'day, Craig. Absolutely top of the world, mate. Oh, How are you, Mike? Top of the world. I'm all right. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting on the side of the road having a, having a bit of a quick break because I'm going to run out of phone service very shortly and I wanted to talk with you. Mm. Well, I, well, I'll tell you what, my I'll shut up and uh, listen then. Right, <laughs> eh? Well, there's a, there's, a, there's a couple of things, obviously, we're going to talk about today. I mean, get, let's get straight into it. Let's just cut to the chase. Um, oh, g'day, obviously, Glenn. How are you? <laughs> g'day, Glenn. How are you, buddy? I just said that. <laughs> She's right, mate. She's right to get on with sometimes. Quite I know that Glenn's a, Glenn's a busy man. I appreciate your time. How have you been, mate? How's life in Canberra? Mate, absolutely magnificent. I've got to tell you, mate, it capped it off two weekends ago with a magnificent conference down in Shepparton. Uh, look, I'm just uh, absolutely on cloud nine, mate. Can't complain. I don't know. 
So have you, so, so have you, have you had your bloody uh, blow in the bag, have you, mate? What's the story with that? Or are you doing a Barnaby? Oh, well, let me tell you, mate. No, no. Um, not one to throw rocks and grass out. Um, shall, shall I just say, um, it puts a new meaning to the word pisses and match. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, Sorry. bloody I, hilarious. <laughs> you know, I do say, I do say, you don't hear me making comment about that. That's unfortunate. Uh, and the pylons, well, look, I just, I just say the pylons are, oh my God. Anyway, I've had people pile on me for things I've done and said, so I know the feeling. I, I just think it's a little bit hilarious. I mean, people talking about the drinking culture in bloody Canberra. And, I mean, one of the biggest things I remember is Buddy Hawkey down in the yard, mate. Didn't that happen in the bar at the Buddy at the Parliament in Canberra? What happened? <laughs> Went Hawkey down the yard of beer. Oh, oh okay. Mate. When did that happen? I think, mate, mate, no, and Hawkey, and he was a good friend of mine, Bob, RIP. Bob, but that wasn't his wasn't his first public making of a yard glass, mate, so... Um, I'm I'm fairly sure it happened a few times, but anyway. um, Before we get stuck into the rest area stuff and uh, and the other bits of pieces, we were talking about some minimum standards before. We've got a couple for you, mate, to put in already. But Mm -hmm. um, we just had a guest on the show, Kat, and her mate was a former owner driver who's been diagnosed with MND. I need you to do me a favour, mate. Sure, far away. I need you to grab Sheldon by his shell pink ear mm-hmm. and ask him why there is a cut-off age for people to get support no. with the NDIS. You mean, you mean Bill? You mean Shorten? Bill. Yeah. yeah, Bill. Sorry, I thought you said Sheldon. I thought you were talking about Tony. No, no, oh, Sheldon. Bill, okay, Bill I said Shorten. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. sorry. I thought you said yeah. Sheldon too. No, no, he's right. a, no, no, I didn't say that. So I said Shorten. Oh. Anyway... Um, he's the minister for the NDIS, isn't he? He is, mate. That's correct. Can you just ask him a question, please? Yep. That people would like to know. I'd like to know. There, but there are people out there listening to the show that underwore, wonder why blokes like Wazza, who are over 60-odd years old, don't qualify for the NDIS. What's the story with that? Mate, I can honestly say with my hand and my heart, I have no idea. No idea. Details after we, no, I, mate, I don't work in that space, as you know, mate. No, I, I, I know that, but see, I, we're networking now, mate. We're networking. I'm going to ask you for a little favour. And you, ask the bloke that can answer the question. All right, mate. And when we hang up, I'll get the details of Wazza, uh, exactly what it is, and I will chase that up for you, mate. And I'm back in Canberra next week, but we'll put the call in to Bill tomorrow to his office. And come yeah. back to you as quick as possible, mate. That's a go. Well, just that this bloke, this bloke's been a, like a former owner driver. He's had to dispose of all his stuff. He's got motor neurone disease. If there's anyone that could probably stand a little bit of support, um, he'd probably he'd probably be one of them. But he seems as though he's too old. Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll take it'll be a que- question on notice, mate. I'd appreciate that a lot. Did mm, you look mate, after something it. instead of a pothole, pothole, and a, and a Toilet, and the chair, and the radius, something. All right, mate. Not belittling the shit, the shit houses, the potholes, and all sorts of stuff, and uh, the importance. But this is very, very important. I'll chase that for yeah. you tomorrow, mate. You give me all the details. I'd appreciate that a lot. So, uh, Craig, I suppose wants to do some trucking stuff now. I mean, not that that wasn't trucking stuff, but you oh, got questions about the rest areas and things. Oh, we'd like and to the... do that. But one of the things. 
And we do have Yogi trying to come back in here, but I was just trying to get him in here. But, Glenn, one of the things we talked about earlier today was, um, you know, we've passed some legislation here. Um, where where are we actually at now? So we've got legislation through. We're yep. closing the loopholes. As an industry, what do we need to do now? As an industry, mate, we continue. What we have to do now is really knuckle down, roll up the sleeves and start. Uh, so let me let me step it back a bit so everyone understands. So part of the bill, like it's gone through the Senate, as you said, it went through the House of Representatives the following Monday. Uh, now it takes about six months. Don't ask me why, but it takes about six months to get through what they call the ascension uh, 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 through the uh, Governor-General when he signs off a heap of bills. And from that six-month period, then we start uh, the committees are formed between now and the six months. We have to roll up our sleeves to have the expert group. Everyone should know, but if they don't know, the expert group will comprise of the two registered organisations in the transport industry being the uh, RTO, the Australian Road Transport Industrial Organisation, and the TWU, and then they will start forming... Um, uh, subcommittees to start rolling up the sleeves to what they want to put to fair work, mate. That's right. So as an industry, the pressure, well, look, the, the, the work's now starting. We've now got the tools in the toolbox. We've got to use them. Mm. So if someone's out here listening tonight and they think what I'd like to see changed in the industry is this, Um where do they go? So you're you, yep. you're, you're not you're not part of anything, you're not doing anything at the moment, but you 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 have a an idea that you think you want to push forward. Where do you go? You can go to any of your uh, uh, transport organisations to present on for and on behalf. So, but if you're not a member of a transport organisation, um, you can still contact uh, um, the TWU or the RTO. But bearing in mind they. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people putting a lot of things forward, but uh, I would just say this, mate: pick up the phone and ring your local, ring an organisation, mm. ask them. And I don't think many organisations are going to say we're not going to tell you because you're not a member. But I think it's a golden opportunity to say, well, look, we we want to hear what you're saying, and hey, have you ever thought about joining us while you're at it? And have a bit more of a say. Yeah. So, so having an open dialogue with a um, with an organisation. And yep. I'll, I'll push us here, the National Road Freighters Association. If you're a member of that and you're and you're included in the dialogue on, on what they're trying to push forward, or if you have ideas for them, that's that's how we sort of get started. And yep. and, and and again, that can be any association; it doesn't have to be ours. But I'll, I'll always always throw that bat out for ours. But that right. helps if you understand not only what you're trying to put forward but what they might actually be doing as well so you, you may not be on your Pat Malone no, That's exactly right mate and, and Craig we've got to say this um, so at least up there's 47 sectors of the road transport industry Is that all? Don't ask me the name yeah, I get to about 23 then I get wobbly um, but there are, four, there are 47 different sectors and when you start thinking there should be a quiz night that that should be a beer every sector you get right? one of those games uh, I shouldn't talk about beer. Um, <laughs> a lot more dangerous yeah. than a golf day then, isn't it? <laughs> we can do both. Um, but, uh, so where was it going? Yeah. Uh, no, you, of, yeah, you, should, you shouldn't be talking about beer in the Senate. Yeah, no, no, I'll, 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 I'll
I have been holier than thou, which is the spell code for I haven't got caught yet. No, no, no. <laughs> All right, let's just leave that. I'm always, I always engage and love to have a refreshment with friends and talk and have a laugh. But anyway, uh, there we go. Um, remember, every, telefo- every telephone is a... Um, camera. Uh, so, so, sorry, going back to what I was trying to lead to is, and of the 47 sectors, um, many of these sectors are crossover in all the organisations. The organisations have representatives in all those sectors. We're not going to have, uh, there won't be notices put up in roadhouses saying, hey, who wants to be on an owner-driver committee? It doesn't work that way. You know, it, it will be through the association to get that message across of what you want to talk about. Mm, that's right, yeah. Mm. And there can only be a few voices there representing oh, yeah. the whole. You can't, you can't have you can't have seven million voices or what do you say? No. Seventy thousand people involved in the transport industry. Seven hundred, wouldn't you? Oh, right, are we? That's a zero off there. So yeah, you just dropped a zero. It's only a zero. Any missed out by one zero. Hey, we hey now we talk millions or billions. So <laughs> you know. Yeah, Craig, you're right. Yes, you're right, mate. We can't... There won't be 14,000 people sitting on a subcommittee. It's not going to happen. And the whole idea of having subcommittees, and this is what we were forming very early in the piece, and I know it was something that I was very, very uh, um, uh, hot to trot on. If it's got nothing to do with a certain sector, well, why would they... We don't consult them. It's the ones that... it, It has to... You can't have... Heavy haulage being dictate, dictated to by stockies. You can't have car carrying issues being dictated to by by um, you know uh, steel carters. We've mm. got to be sensible. But if it's something that affects all of them, yes, mm. obviously. Yeah. But there will be industry specific requests. I have no doubt about that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, you don't have to worry about the stock carters. They've carved themselves out, mate. Well, <laughs> you know that's the. Yeah, well, Mike, you know, that's a decision for the stockies, and I'll say this, and I've said that to them, I've said this to them, they know where I sit. I don't think, I don't, I don't think that's the most sensible thing, because they've effectively said, well, you know, if the Fair Work Commission comes up with, uh, determinations around payment times, you know, like you really be paid seven days, 14 days, or 30, or whatever it might be, or you've got to get paid while you're waiting, well, that cuts them out, so the farmer can say, well, if that doesn't apply to you, get lost. I, I don't. Yeah. Anyway, they can speak for themselves. I'm, I'm a bit bewildered, but anyway, that's, that's for them. I know that uh, well, I had a bit to say about it last week, and uh, since then I've had three phone calls from from stock carters who uh, acknowledge that they've had this this thing they've been carved out, and uh, they've actually said to me that even though that decision's been made, they weren't happy with it. Um, um, but mm. that that that's up. No, that's obviously. An industry issue. It just seems obvious that to me that you can't keep everyone happy all the time. It's easy to annoy a few people, but yeah. um, the beggars belief to me that anyone would want to carve themselves out of a position that could potentially change their industry for the better it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I had a um, I, look. I had I availed myself every time for the stockies, you know, and I've, I was welcomed at their conferences, and and I also made sure the stock carters were uh, uh, represented. In every state, I, I uh, held the uh, Senate inquiry. I've done um, uh, Skypes with them, uh, with their boards. 
and um, they've got some passionate views, and uh, you know they've well they've made their decision, and I don't know. But look, I, I've had a couple. I've only had two phone calls from Scotty saying why are we out, and I said, well look, I don't know. You have to ask your executives. You know, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, anyway, put it this way. Um, uh, the rest of us are all in, happy to be in, and of course there will be a lot of people with eyes. It's a long lead in, but crikey, I mean, I've, had, I've been in this game for 46 years and it's just got worse and worse, so at least we've now got opportunity that we can drive change and drive change from the industry, not politicians nor bureaucrats telling us what we want. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, the, the positives are huge. Mm. And, and uh, we have the other... Yeah, sorry. Go on, sorry. You go. No, you're right. You go. Well, I was, I was just going to say, we, and we still need to let the process evolve. Like it's, it's only just gone through. And if, if anybody believes that, you know, from next week everything's going to change, you know, you, I don't know, I don't know what, what game you're playing, but it certainly ain't the real one, because it just doesn't well, happen. So, but we are, <clears throat> I think, now poised to be able to be in a position to do something. On, the one yeah. thing that I, the one thing that I've seen come across my desk a couple of times uh, this week, and in conversations that I've had on, on the telephone with people, seems to me that there's still this misconception that the idea is going to be to set rates, minimum rates, there's a, and, and the difference between minimum rates and minimum standards. I just wonder about the ability of people to comprehend what's going on. I mean. Uh, there are some people very, very exercised about uh, whether... Because we had the whole minimal, minimum rates debacle in the 80s after Razorback, um, and it didn't work then, it won't work now. Minimum rates will not, will not work. No. Minimum standards, though, uh, are things like... Well, we were talking before about saying that the minimum standard, for example, that I would like to see is that if you're doing changeovers, then you should have at least an IT bunk on your truck so you can have a lie down if you want to. That's the minimum standard. Um, no, nothing's out of the order here. And, and so that's got nothing to do with the rates. All that is is a minimum standard for the way drivers, occupational health and safety is dealt with. I think that that needs to be the educational point, whether we're talking about being minimum, minimum payment periods, not minimum rates, but minimum payment periods, saying... You've got to be paid in 14 days for your work. Well, you know, Coles have got that. You've got to pay them at the checkout before you leave with the groceries. That's the minimum standard at Coles. You can't walk out with the groceries until you pay. Mm-hmm. You know, truckies need to have the same sort of thing in place. And, and I think that there needs to be some sort of an education program and a beggar's belief that the ATA are talking about minimum rates. I've seen it come up twice in press releases. That's ridiculous. So yeah, how can so we get it wrong? It was very well pointed out at the Road Freighters Conference the other week that it had an absolute, and I think, did you point it out, Senator? And an absolute fair, uh, like, at the end of some negotiations, there might be some kind of race intervention. But that is the absolute last straw. Mm. Hey, Yogi, I'll, I'll just go one step further, mate. You're spot on. Um, and let me just cl- clarify this. I don't know how many times in the last uh, four or five years I've walked around this station talking to people saying this is not about rates. Unfortunately, some people 
just don't listen. I'll say that. Some people uh, um, uh, really, it does wonder how, it uh, really does amaze me sometimes how they can even find their way home when I, I don't know how many times you have to say it's not about rates. So for those who keep peddling that stuff, good luck. Go off, knock yourself out. Don't waste my time. I've got more important things to do to work with positive people in our industry because I want to see more kids come into this industry and I want to see more companies survive. But there is... So, Yogi, to your point, there is the ability if an employer and a group of contractors, subbies, want to set the conditions in their yard around their rate, they can do that. They cannot be forced into it. It has to be a grit. There is no third party. It is only those two that come up and say, oh, I'm going to make something up here. You know, Joe Blow Transport might win this contract, whatever it might be, and for that life of that contract, this is what they'll be paid with reviews every year. And the Fair Work Commissioner has to make sure that it passes the test that both parties without any third party have agreed that that's what they want to do. Now, what's the downside of that? What, what is the downside of that? It's got nothing to do with anyone else, but it has to pass the, um, it can't, you know, it has to pass the viability test, they call it. So they have to prove that they're not being undercut or not undercutting and all that. And, but, but yeah. I'll just say, I'll just say this to you. The conversations that I've been having over the last few years, with whether it be owner drivers, whether it be big companies, whether it be state based organisations or federal, there are a myriad of standards that they want to address that goes nothing towards setting a rate with their subbies or their employer. And, you know, I have not had anyone say to me that's what they want to do. The biggest ticket items we are, the unfair contracts, uh, uh, waiting in DCs and ports not getting paid, um, uh, payment times. So, as I've said before, I have absolutely no influence. I won't be on this this. Uh, transport advisory group. They won't let me there, it, and and fair enough. Um, but I can safely say that these are the tick big ticket items that have been talked about for the last few years, talked by everyone. But anyway, there's there's fuel levies, there's all sorts of things. Whatever, whatever the sectors in those subcommittees want to talk about, they will talk about, and then they will yeah. take it up to the advisory group to say, put this to the fair work. So I, I'm just sorry, guys. I'm over all the bull. Yeah. You know, not not you guys. I'm not, not interested no, in no, no, no. So, you, you I know. can imagine, like you know, welcome, senators. Thanks for coming to our conference. What scale is minimum rate? That'd be your. That would uh, yeah. be exactly what everybody's asking you, isn't it? Mm. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And I asked them. Yeah, no, and, and, and I, you you yeah. have been very very blunt in saying to us, and to anyone that listens to on their own radio, it's not about rate. So, I, I like, and if and if it does sort of turn around to become about race, which I don't think it's about race, your your reputation is gone. Mm. Well, 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 yeah. well, yeah. Hang on, I've got to qualify this. If they, <laughs> yeah, you know, you're right. No, no, you mean if we force it upon people, yeah, 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 yeah. I knew you'd have the big words. Oh, you're the politics, and I'm in the trouble. Oh, so, mate, yeah, yeah. I'll have to go back to studying to be a brain surgeon because I'll need a new job. The short story that, that is that you look at the ATA press release. I think they said that they were unsuccessful. I think their words 
and I'm, I'm, I'm driving, I'm, I may misquote them, I hope I'm not verbaling them, but they said that they were unsuccessful in, in, in encouraging legislation to, of, uh, with respect to minimum rates. That was the ATH press release, I think. Um, there is no minimum rates. No. I know, I know, I know, but what I'm saying, I'm sorry, I'll be yelling at the microphone now. Grace and Bell be quiet. But I know that there's nothing right, but what I'm trying to, what I'm saying to you is, that's what the ATA is saying. So, and people are looking at what the ATA is saying, right? Yeah. Um, and okay. uh, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story, Glenn. You know that as well as I do. I, let me, let me have 30, oh, Mike, let me, I didn't realise that, but let me have 30 seconds on this one. Is this the same ATA that opposed, opposed me and, and what we were trying to do uh, uh, forever until <laughs> November last year? And then all of a sudden I saw their press release that it was all their fine work that got this legislation up. Is that the same ATA? I, I, I suspect that it was. But I don't want to bag the ATA too much, right? I'm trying to be friends with the ATA. Well, I'm not bad, you know? I haven't bagged them at all. I've, we, we we want to keep the violin cases locked away in the buddy at the back of the room, mate. I, I don't. I'm not machine gunning anyone. I'm just saying it was a press release. You just need to say that. Microphone. I, I welcome. I I welcome to the. I welcome them to the fold. I'm a firm believer, mate. That uh, that and, you know this is my firm believer. Success has many fathers, but by Christ, father is an orphan. I've got no problem with all the fathers because there's been a lot in this case. You heard me say that down in Shepparton. But um, yeah. I, I suppose it's also, can I just flag this? It is the, so you know, part of the um, uh, splitting of the bill, which I think is a tactical brilliance in hindsight. I know we all talked about what happened there. Brilliant, okay, because we've got everything through that we need for the transport industry. But also, um, uh, I remember reading the life, the uh, sorry, the ATA's submission because we had to do a Senate inquiry. You remember after that? It got put off in September. Yeah, and I also remember reading the livestockies um, submission, and and I can't remember verbatim word for word, but the livestockies said we support everything the ATA said, but but then they pulled out. Anyway, anyway, so. Forgive me being a little bit bewildered at the moment. But, yeah. hey, it happened all after the legislation's gone through, so... Well, it's all gone oh, through and, and everyone's come along and said they've supported it. Um, yep. So in that basis, then, surely we're standing fairly united here as an industry at the moment. No, absolutely we are. You know, and if you wanted to yeah. say that after the fact, you know, we've all, we've all made claims on things that... You know, yeah, because that's, that's what I would have voted for or that's what I would have done. Or, you know, we've all done that. So if every association out there is going, oh, yeah, yeah, shit, yeah, I've, I've, I've supported that. Well, good. Just keep doing it. That's a lot keep of doing it. You know? No, onwards and upwards. Let's use it for God's sake. Yep. You know, look, look, you're right, Craig. And, and mate, you know, it's not come as a surprise, but I've been inundated with people and and the fine work of those who were lobbying down in Canberra, not just the week before last, but for the couple of years leading into this and all that. And it was a, look, it was a really uplifting, um, it was an uplifting experience because it was a case of, crikey, after all these years of banging our head on the brick wall, um, that, you know, we've, we've finally broken through, people are listening. Uh, and, you know, when all is said and done, oh, gee whiz. I was talking to a lady today, an operator, for, I think she's from New South Wales, I'm not sure. And, you know, a young lady, and she's doing it tough, and they've got a, 
you know, number of trucks and number of employees and, and, and how the walls of Jericho are closing in around her. And, um, she, uh, and she was saying just how hard it is to do business. And, and I said, well, look, I don't want to be disrespectful. I said, it's been like this for 46 years. It's just getting worse, mm. you know, it's getting worse as we don't do something. You know, I said, at least we've now got the opportunity to, to try and thwart the bloody uh, tsunami of failure coming at us. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's hard when people get themselves into such, you know, they, they have this dream that, oh, one truck, two trucks, three trucks, you beauty, and then the reality hits that, you know, <laughs> it ain't you beauty, and people are sniping around you, and, and all of a sudden you got, you know, a million dollars worth of debt, and you're at the behest of one bill not being paid, and you go under. Mm. Now, will that stop that between now and the next 18 months? Absolutely not. Of course it won't. No. But will it stop it for the years and years to come? Because, as we said, we've all said on this show and privately to each other, this crap's been going on for bloody decades. But, but it has now given us that toolbox to fight for what's in the future. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, I know with what we do here um, at, at On The Road Radio, Trucks and Life, On The Road Media... You know, we do things that we want to change the future. We're steering the future to the to the point of we want to introduce people into the industry, make people want to be here. So this helps form that part of making a sustainable industry for them. Like we've we've been through the part that's not so great and mm. learnt, learnt from it. So we've now got the opportunity to change that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so if we, if we, if we, if we get an option to steer the future, you know, the future generations might see what it actually costs to make a decision in transport. Mm. Now, yeah. where your actual money goes, it's yeah. not, it's, 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 it's a rewarding job. It's the most brilliant job you'll ever have in your whole entire life. It's the most frustrating job you'll ever have in your whole entire life. But mm. geez, tomorrow morning, we're all going to eat the key in the truck and go to work. That's it. Yeah. What happens? Yogi, can I, sorry, can I just come in on there too? And, and Yogi, I'm not speaking out of school, mate, because when you came to the, um, to the Perth leg of the transport inquiry, everything yep. you said was on yep. the record. It was, and, yep. and, and, and I remember this, uh, I remember this vividly when uh, I think you asked yourself the question of me at the, at the front of the table there asking who the hell is, speak to your kids, who the hell would you want your kids in transport or something like that? Yeah, well, yeah, 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 you know, exactly, because they've seen the tough stuff that mum and dad have done. And, and let's not yeah. forget this. When we get home, and I know I was guilty of this all the time, you walk in the front door, and I'll come home from Darwin, and Fiona say, oh, how are you, love? And it'll be an hour of spew, vomit, blah, I hate this job, blah, yeah. And, and not even thinking. She don't want to eat that shit. She yeah. sees the poor bugger that had, that had the sticker on the fridge from, from Goodyear's or from, from, from Kenworth that the bill hadn't been paid. You don't want to hear that yeah. when I walk in the front door. Yeah. And, and our kids, yeah. listen, they soak it up. They hear that. And then we yeah. wonder why they don't want to follow in our footsteps. Well, you know what? Wouldn't it be nice if a couple of years time we've got this all working? How's work today? Oh, fantastic. I've got paid on time, you know. 
Yeah, I know. It sounds like yeah, the, the traffic floats, and it's the simplest yeah. things in life, isn't it, Glenn? Like, like, like you, you wouldn't read about it. The traffic actually flowed in Perth. Everyone went one for one. We all merged together. So what, <laughs> what a day that would be! The day we could say that in Perth, uh, as the traffic flowed and there was education, and we feared the future, and we educated somebody, and and look at it, we all merged in Perth. What That's right. And no one wanted to knock your block off or pull it in front of them. There no one wanted to knock your block off. No one wanted to ring the company <laughs> on the back trailer and go, ah, both cut me off. No, one for one. That's what's called merging. Working out your tool. Like, so it would be great if we could just sit down like that and, yeah, man, we can. So I'll do the same, man. Like, I'm still away. I've been away since Shepparton. So I'm at Port Lincoln now. So I'm loaded out in the morning. I'll be home probably Friday night or Saturday morning. But, yeah, clean shirt, clean shaven. Full night's sleep, walk in the door. You can't. No, I'm going to walk in the door on the weekend. You know, Amanda's going to be wanting to go somewhere. Lucy's going to be home from ag school. We, we can't walk in the door and go, rah. Mm. No, that's right. So, that's so, so, so no, nobody upset me for the next couple of days on the way home. Right out on the phone off, mate. I've got it loud and clear. <laughs> well, that's easy. Telstra will turn it off for me between Nullarbor and the border. <laughs> They make sure you don't get any phone rings out there, and then there's patches all the way home. It's terrible. Mm. Needs to be an inquiry into that, Senator. I've heard there's a bushfire threatening Belladonia about an hour ago. I heard on the news. Yeah, they're going to shut the road. I've been away for nearly three weeks, and they're going to shut the road. One road. Do they? <laughs> yeah, I'll shut it. Guaranteed. Your fingers across it are blown over by then, or gone out for you, mate. Right, there better, well, better, be, better be some bush jokes at Kaiguna, I tell you, otherwise it's going to end nasty, you know, so yeah, yeah. Well, I can tell you now, boys, that I'm about to drop out because I'm on the Yam Highway and I'm heading down towards Rosedale Road. <laughs> so I'm about to drop out. If I don't get back to you before we end at the end of the show, Senator Glenn Steele, thanks for coming on the show and having a chat to me, and uh, Craig's got all the details about Wazza, so he'll sort you out with that, mate. I appreciate, appreciate it. Consider it done, Mike. Thanks, mate. Drive safely. Right, I see you. Thanks, mate. Hang Mark, or you hang yeah, Well, I'm going to hang. Mate. I'm going to hang up. You never know. Telstra might surprise me. But I'm just saying goodbye while I've got the choice. You know. All oh, right. <laughs> Trust level zero for Telstra hey, here at the moment. So we've, we've is the senator is senator gone or he's uh, no, he's wandered off in. Oh, All right, I'll see you now. We, now, we, um, we, 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 we've got more to carry on with, Craig. Yeah, right, keep going there for a bit. I've just got to duck out, so you keep talking, Yogi. Oh, <laughs> keep talking, yeah, right. You where, can... And then where are you at the moment, Glenn? What are you doing? What's uh, Mate, mate what's your day? I'm back in Perth, mate. So I got oh, back oh, in so Perth on day, Friday. Yeah, yeah. Friday night, yeah. mate, and I'm here all week, and I don't blast yeah. out here till Sunday to go back to Canberra, and I'm quite happy about that, mate. Yeah, Absolutely. Right. Hey, hey, mate, you missed the 43-degree days. Oh, I know, I know. Amanda, Amanda sent me a little photo of the Ilux Dash saying 45 at Finger Up now. And oh. uh, did you see Did you see Albany at 40 degrees in Albany? Now, that no, is but, terrible no. down there. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't have believed it, mate. I don't, I don't pick, oh. pick, something's going on. Something's going oh. on. But, I, oh, mate, I, I tell you, I, like last... Uh, Last week, I think there was a couple of... Four, uh, where are we? I'm starting to forget now. Oh, no, the week before, there was a couple of 40s, and I was in camp, and I thought, oh, thank God I missed that. But I, but yeah. I, copped, yeah. I copped Sunday, yeah. I copped Sunday, Monday, and yesterday, mate. Oh, jeez. Yeah, right. Oh, I had a, a very um, very good farmer, mate, friend of mine. He said, oh, I think, I think the summer's done, Yogi. I said, oh, what do you mean? He said, oh, 
the easterlies have stopped and we're getting a couple of heavy dews. I mean, yeah, that makes what? sense, you know. I'm, start, I'm, starting to, I'm starting to look at the weather and think, you know, I'm starting to talk about farming. Fucking me, out of the block, 40, 42, 44, 45. <laughs> you know, so I think his barometer's off. I think that farmer in Peruville, I think he's, uh, he's a little bit off. But, um, and they, and they, yeah, mate, I, they've I, warned us. They've warned us that they, they ain't finished yet. I, I noticed today, I'm looking on, this is for us West Aussies, mate. I, uh, I was yeah, talking to someone in Canada. Someone in, uh, when was I talking to someone in Canada? Uh, what's today? Wednesday? Friday, I think it was. I said, oh, you lucky buggers. I said, I'd rather be up. Oh, no, 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 one of those hot days. And he said, oh, yeah, it's only 30 up here in Canada. He said, but it's pouring down with rain. I said, yeah, I wouldn't whinge about that. Then I checked the weather. Yeah. And I said, well, now they're going, because I know there's flooding. The, you know, it's that time of the year, unfortunately, uh, up the yeah. top end. And I see Cananara uh, uh, thunderstorms in 30. I thought, that's normal. Then I went across to this one, to Broome. Thunderstorms at 39. Oh, no. Oh, dear. In Broome. <laughs> mate, 39 in Broome is about 150 in the water bag. So it's um, raining and 39. Yeah, 39 in Broome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thunderstorms. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. You, you know you're alive when you just, you just sweat. Mm. You, you, you yeah. walk out of the truck, you sweat. <laughs> you just sweat the whole time, don't you? There's nothing yeah, you don't do. Can, can I interview you two? Can I can I interview yeah, you sure. two on your side? Yeah, go. Go. Our little dicky bird. Our little dicky bird tells me that we've got a couple of uh, couple of East Eastern states. We've let the rabbit proof fence down to come across with their lovely wives, Yogi, to join uh, to, to, to to join a trucking legend from Katanning and his wife at the Mac Muster. Is that true? Ooh. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Was that a secret or what's that? Ah, uh, no. Truck and Life, the crew, the owners, all six of us are going to be at the Mac Master on the 24th of March mm-hmm. uh, at the at the uh, quarry farm in Bifit. Mm. Well, yeah. well, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit, um, a bit, um, what's the word, disappointed because no. I'm not in Perth. No. I was going to host the Trucking Life crew for some lunch. And a few shandies. There you go. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, we'll, no, we'll, we'll be drinking these four straight out of the block in the top. No, I'm not around. No. You have oh, to move the mat buster. You have what, to move the mat buster. Uh, I'm not around. What, uh, what, uh, so the keys just under the mat at your place, Clayton? Is that all we just screwed straight? But they want to let ourselves in. Should be fine, eh? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no way you'll put We need something to say in Perth, brother. I said, you ripper when I found out the truck and life crew were coming. I said, right on. I said to the, to the, to the, to the, uh, to the editor, I said, right, lunch on me. It's going to be fantastic. Let's get together yeah. on the Monday. But no, I'm interstate. Hmm. Oh, dear. Well, we Chief shout, shout for me. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can shout from interstate. But, uh, so, yeah, so, so um, I've managed to lock the crew down and, um, the MacMaster, so I'll MC the MacMaster on the Friday night dinner. Um, and the that? truck and my what's crew that? will be what's that, uh, that's that Friday the Friday night the Friday it'd be the 22nd oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah no bummer yeah so no, you still away yeah right I'm I was going to say yeah. oh mate we'd be lovely to have a lovely esteemed guest mm-hmm. like yourself on our table so when do you get oh. back oh uh, no I'm just looking mate I don't uh, no, because I'm still in Canberra on the Monday. No. Uh, sorry, the sun, uh, the Monday, no, all week. So I've got um, meetings in Canberra Friday till 5 o'clock Friday night, 
Then I've got... Uh, no, I'm still in Canberra, mate, the whole week. So no, I'm put them off, mate. Just, just push them back. Tell them if something's yeah. happened. Mm. I, you I don't tell them I'm not coming. Chase dogs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I, I just need to cancel. Well, well if I don't turn up, sure they won't miss me. <laughs> yeah, just... I'll just work with the same lunch. It's a master. If well, it should be, that, it should be a really... Really big show. It's um, the the Mac crew, the Mac Master crew. Um, you know, they they just they're setting up a really really good show. It's it's the Perth Premier Truck Show. There's a lot going on, and they're very very proactive in space. So they'll support everything yeah. around the transport industry. We seen them down at Boyabrook on the weekend at the Truck and uh, Country Western Festival last weekend. There, they, the Mac Master crew turned up in a force. They've got some great people behind the scenes that are just they're just pushing the truck and life. So Good on we, we Good on. we're very we're very uh we're very honoured and very you know, very happy that uh Mac must have got on board straight away and took the back cover of Truck and Life. Mm. Um so yep. really it's the least we can do, you know, coming over to the Mac Master and I'll be in seeing the event and uh Craig and Mike I haven't told them yet, but we'll let the cat out of the bag, but they'll be roving, reporting and rolling mics around on the Friday night dinner and mm. um just sort of wandering around and uh, making, yeah, making it all happen, and then uh, yeah, trying to trying to get plenty of people in the can. And Brian, and how many uh, how many participants in the in the uh, in the, uh, the dinner? I think the, 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 the dinner. I think yeah, I think the dinner, the sponsors' dinner. I think it's somewhere around four or five hundred taken seats. Gee. Mm, yeah, thing, like gone. Go no, no more. No more seats available. Yeah, I thought I was thought Matt will correct me on this, but uh, but it's, it's filling up rapidly, and there is a little bit more table space. So they're they're going for a bit of a casual affair this time. So well, last last time I, I interviewed Max Winkler, and that was oh. really really good to interview oh, Max God. on stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. About ninety now, mate. Crikey. I know, I know, and sharp as a tack. Brilliant. Unbelievably Brilliant. sharp. Yeah, yeah, it was right. fantastic. Yeah, it was great. So, so this year it's a little bit informal, so that's why we'll have probably rolling mics and, and roaming mics and, and roaming craigs as well. <laughs> and, uh, Brilliant. yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So you guys will be trucking get... life attire and, and, oh. and Mike, will Mike have a daft shirt on? A daft shirt? Probably. Yeah, we, we, so we, we, I mean, we set out. We, falling off the call here, I think. Yeah, so we, we can have a go now. It's all good. So we, we set in the tire, but Mike does his own thing. What a shot. What a shot. I know, I know, I know. I know. So Mike, casino trucks are, you know, we're probably really gonna, gonna be pretty full on, you know, that I'll, I'll just wear my slippers. Okay, then. Mm. <laughs> Knock yourself out. Oh. Look, fair, fair. They were good slippers, though. They look well. They, they did look dressy. They were, they were more of a boat shoe. Yeah, they're more of a boat shoe than a slipper person. No, Yogi, 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 stop. Just stop. stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm trying not to upset the boss. He'll sack me tomorrow. Hang on, no mate. Good. Hang on, mate. <laughs> well, you're, back you're to truck there. <laughs> mate, your listeners uh, won't understand this, but you're talking to a bloke who grew up in Perth Eastern Suburbs, mate, right out in Langford. What do you mean it looks like a boat cheese? <laughs> what does that mean? Well, you know, when you wander down on your yacht and you need to get off the land onto the sea to sail across the rotto, it's a, it's a so, shoe so that can go from... No, 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 help me out. So you have your <laughs> nice lemon 
linen uh, cardigan tied around your neck in case it gets oh, cold as well. Or cardigan. Yeah, I'd probably some, some maybe some, some, some your special chino shorts, you know, the ones that you only wear out for, like, Christmas and, and Boxing Day. Uh, and then you, and you put them on on a Sunday, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you're probably going to find your best uh, blue singlet. And then, and then put a pink, like pink or a lemon cardigan over the top. It's great, mate. You know, like it's spot on. No, you, so, yeah. You're backtracking now under my head. Say a lemon <laughs> cardigan. Lemon yeah, cardigan. Well, they're both shirts. I mean, seriously. You know, when the blokes and the wife have the same hairdos, matching hairdos? <laughs> <laughs> you know, come on, boat shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I got a boat. You know what my boat shoes are? Fair skin, mate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't have a boat because we're too much land. We don't, we don't even know. We can't even see the water where we are. We just be bruised. We can't see the water. Mate, I was just thinking yeah. Simon kicked that in. My friend, my friend had a whole dealership down there. You know who I'm talking oh, about. I do know your friend. Yeah. He's a friend of mine. Yeah, friend. Yeah, mate. Friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good man. Good when man, I write my book, man. he might feature in it, but I, but I can't do it while oh. I'm still alive. Yeah, right. Okay, all right. Yeah, change the name. We, 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 where are you going to ride it in Italy or wherever he's got a house? Or? Yeah, <laughs> where are you going to yeah. ride your book? Yeah. He hasn't got to be over to it yet, but it's over in Italy somewhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. 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 So, yeah, so they'll get, they'll get. Oh, geez, I reckon they'll do three, four hundred trucks there. Um, That's brilliant. Yeah, I reckon maybe. Oh, well. So there's a Mac. There's Mac Alley, there's Kenworth Corner. Um, there's, there's, there, I did hear a really good whisper, and I reckon it will happen, but there's just about every Scania model made going to come. Yep. Every Scania? Yeah, so right wow. through the P-Series, it's then been a P-Series. So, yeah, so it'll be really, really good if that if that can be, you know, the years of Scania there and, and all points in between. So it's becoming... It, it, it's, a, it's a strong show, very, and it's a great location Beautiful. there at the Quarry Farm, uh, and, a, and a good time of the year. And um, yeah, we're, we're looking forward to the truck and off. But uh, yeah, she's well, plenty of good stories. The Macbuster, good on them. Mm. Yeah, good job. And that, but I, I, can't, I can't say that I can't say that enough about the Macbuster. They they they're there at every opportunity. If there's if there's trucks going to do quarter mile drag strips down at Quinana, they're there. You know the boy. Mm. Country and Western Festival, they're there. I've seen them out at Grass Valley Tavern because I'll make put oh. a bit of a do on there at Grass Valley Tavern. You know, they're there. What the Mac crew turn up. Yeah. So, so, yeah, you just, just excuse my ignorance. I mean, I only just heard of yeah. the Mac Master a couple of years ago when I remember our dear, very dear friend Heather Jones said she had to head off to the Mac Master. I hadn't heard of it before. Yeah. So, who are yeah. they, mate? So, it's, yeah, well, it's only been going for three shows now. Like, it's so. Yeah. There's yeah, um, Mac Mac Volvo trucks, so Mac Swinkless. I don't know what they're actually yeah. what they're actually. So a lot of you know Gerald and a few others, and there's a lot of participants from there. Um, Catalanos and uh, oh, okay. yeah, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. WA Lifestone, Steve. You know, so yep. yeah, yeah. There's, so there's there's a good crew. Like there's a lot of people involved. Um, uh, Jason Clapworthy, Showbag, BTS. Yeah, so yeah, it's just it's a good good cross section map from BP. Um, well, yeah, I wish them all the people. best for the week. I wish them all the best for the weekend, mate. I really wish I was around. Yeah, but I reckon I've I reckon I've got out of it a couple hundred bucks uh, heavier in my pocket, not having them. <laughs> <laughs> not having, I know, I know. Missing the opportunity I know. to catch up with the uh, trucking life. I know. 
We, we would order two lobsters just in case one didn't turn up. That's right. I would probably would have done a runner and left you with a pill anyway. We've got to make sure that, that you know, the, 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 the West Australians, get, they get a West Australian feel, you know. Well, we might, yeah. we might. I don't, I don't know, but we might have put the export in the fridge. I don't know. We'll see how the weather's going. Whether we uh, pull it straight out of the block and serve it up, I don't know, but you know. So yeah, we'll see. A <laughs> couple of forty mate. degree days, you might be Kimberley cool, but we never know, you know. So, I yeah. can tell you, mate, that the federal hotel in Frio, where I like to have a beer, would be Mark Smokey, uh, and that's yep. not a country and western song. You can no, still get one lager, and you get there, you get the black duck in the pint, mate, and you're paying ten bucks, and there's nothing wrong with that, mate. Beautiful. Well, that's where we're going to be, mate. We're going to eat down there, but. We'll do a little bit of work as truck and life as a crew. We've uh, got a couple of stories and a couple of things that we'll try and uh, try and get in in the can. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it, thanks. So, yeah. Now, well, that's fantastic. Now, I've got another challenge for you guys. I've got another challenge. Right. Because I'm still, I'm still living the dream because I never thought I'd say this, but I owe Big Mike, I owe him the favour and, the, and, the, uh, and uh, you, Yogi and Craig, for giving me the opportunity to meet uh, Spencer and Gloria, and also Carl and Linda. I mean, what a magnificent weekend. And, of course, Ted Stevens' son and daughter, what a fantastic opportunity that was. So I'll be out doing a little bit of fundraising, but I haven't haven't picked anything yet that I want to do. We got any good worthwhile causes that can help out a trucking family in despair? Think about it. We will. Yeah. I don't want to answer now, but think about it. Yeah. It's always going to be a West Australian bet on it, but I'm just saying. It actually reminds me too that the Mac Muster is raising money for the Harry Perkins Institute. Good on the well. Yeah. So yeah, really. Like, as you know, the West Australians do some good work in that yep. field in uh, cancer research and all points in between. We, we yep. just seem to do a lot of things right in WA because of the isolation and where it is and and, and every whether it's farming, medic, medical, trucking. I don't know. It just seems to be right. And how it's portrayed, you know, and, and Harry Perkins Institute and the, and the level of uh, studies they do out there, fantastic. So yeah, no, you're spot on, mate. It's not all look, mate. You're spot on. It's not all about three and a half inch turntables, mate, and pins. We got everything else right. <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't come one. up in conversation again today with the with the maker. Why? I, I don't know why, but we do appear. It is what it is. Seriously, did it really? Yeah, it did, yeah, oh, yeah, it's all the time. It always, cause I, it always comes up in conversation. I've got heavy hauling mates, you know, like when I was at the Geelong convoy for kids on the weekend, my, my mate in front of me had a train half his bin, but he does platform oh. work. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah, so he's like, so trailer for him. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, one, no one could have moved out of and say, yeah, it is what it is, but. Right. What a Harry Perkins, I know. I know. I just went past it the other day because uh, I know Justin Langer is the um, oh, what's the word? The um, uh, ambassador? Or is he patron? Yeah, patron. Yeah, yeah. And they do a magnificent. They got their fingerprints on so many research into cancers and all sorts. It's just brilliant. So that's wonderful, mate. But anyway, guys, put your put your head around. Put your head around. And I'm going to mm-hmm. I'm going to start. I'll show a little bend one. I'll show a little curveball at you. Mm-hmm. And and I reckon I don't know if I'll be able to pull it off, but I'm prepared to try it. I don't even mind doing a charity run where I'm not the only one driving a truck. Mm. Get me, yeah, get me, yep. Okay. Yep. 
if we can find something, I've got a few friends who've got trucks, you never know your luck. If we can think of something, I mean, look, look, something nice and simple like the Alice Springs one was wonderful, but if there's a nice little touch for something, I'm happy to join hands and I'll, yeah. throw, the, I'll throw the challenge out, the Truck and Life crew, if you might even be able to do it. Oh, we'll do it. We'll do it. You know, grab a couple of we'll trucks do and do a little bit of a, a roundup. We've got a truck. We've got a truck. We just need a trailer, eh? Yeah. We'll just say yes. Hey, that's it. Yeah, we'll say yes. Hey, just pull into the road kind of thing here. There's heaps of trucks. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I should. I mean, when I run out the paddock tomorrow, I actually probably look like a centurion dog runner because there are triples out there and I'm running singles. So, yeah, I'll probably look like a bit of a dog runner out there, I reckon. So, yeah. Is the road open up north or is it still shut? Mate, the but, oh, well, look, I've got to. Oh, uh, my my, um, I believe it. I believe it. Hang on, I spoke to a truck driver. It was shut. So Kananara yep. through to Timber Creek was shut for eighteen. Well, there was a, a fellow. I ended up speaking to some guy, a really lovely bloke, and he was stuck there. I said, "You're all right, mate." I don't even know how I got onto it. Someone put him on that yeah. phone, and we were talking. And because that's why yeah. I'll run, I said, no, oh, yeah, I said, don't yeah. mind stopping the creek for a beer, but you don't want to be stranded there. And anyway, no. he said, no, oh, I've got food, I've got everything, blah, blah. And this was, uh, this was New Year, early in the New Year. I said, oh, yeah. okay, mate, I've got any drums, give me a buzz. Um, he rang me out of the blue, or he sent me a message and said, it's so-and-so here. And I thought, who's that? I can't remember. And I rang him. And he said, yeah. when you were talking, he said, I've been here 18 days at Timber Creek. I said, what? <laughs> He said, yeah. and I said, you're still stranded there. He said, yep. Yeah. I said, oh, this is ridiculous. And what had happened was the Timber Creek to Buntine Highway was bad, but the road was open. Listen to this nonsense. The road was open only to construction vehicles, heavy haulage, right? So they were bringing in machinery. They were bringing in uh, road base, and they were coming uh-huh. through. And there were three trucks. There was this fella. There was another fellow who had a, uh, a low loader. I don't know if he was empty or full. And there was a non-state truck. The other one was a, a, a bus. You know, what he coached there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Vic River. They, Vic River. They they helicoptered them all out and left them all sitting at Timber Creek. And I said, well, "Why are you still there?" And they said, "Well, you know, because everyone's saying, why don't you get an exemption?" And they're asking the coppers, and the coppers are going. Oh, well, we don't know. We don't hand it out. Instead of just saying, well, hang on, you poor bastard. Let's see what we can do. So, tell long story short, we, there was about 14 phone calls between myself, the company of the, the company who, who the truck driver worked for, who were fantastic. They didn't know because he was an Eastern States based one, not one of their WA ones. Uh, yeah. And I'm happy to say I got a message. Uh, I said, ring me and let me know, mate. We can't leave you there. We've got to get you out. And then I had a missed call about four o'clock in the afternoon, and it was him. And then I got the SMS about four or five hours later. They were in cash on. They got it, but they left. But they they'd been left there to rot for eighteen was, days. Eighteen friggin' days. Now, now, in all fairness, for the first sixteen, they couldn't get out because it was flooded. Yeah, the water was through Timber Creek. One that was yeah. running down Timber Creek and Big River. Oh. Yeah, well, there's a story. Water. It was at the uh, do- bottom of the 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 the, the cab of the, the, the door cap, you know, the bottom. Of, uh, yeah, the bottom yeah, of the yeah, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. You know, you can through Yeah. Well, you can understand you can't get through, but but the indignity of watching the heavy haulage of the machinery coming through, and like they, like he said, he said these guys are all heavier than us, and, and we're not. We, and no one, no one had the nerve to say, 
how do we get these poor buggers out of there? There was a system. Yeah, that's apply. terrible, isn't it? Yeah, terrible. Oh, yeah. mate, mate, I'll tell you what, mate. We went to the top, yeah. and I have to say, Louise Bellato. And for those that run the territory and all that, the Bellato family are the most respected yeah. transport family yeah. in the Northern Territory. They're beautiful people, all of them. Yeah, um, and uh, Louise was magnificent. She was fantastic, you know. But it just takes a few phone calls from a few people to say, how the bloody hell do we circumvent all this red tape bullshit and get these poor buggers out of there? Just get it moving. Yeah, get it done. And this was, yeah. hey, this was a Friday. And, and, yeah. and I'm safely safe. Yeah, right, there you go. Yeah. If we hadn't got it done Friday, the poor buggers would still be sitting there on Monday. And the driver, yeah. and then I spoke to him, he said there was a convoy of 20. So three trucks and there was caravanners and cars and no, caravans. Right. Yeah, get it done. No. Yeah. You shouldn't, shouldn't have to take a phone call, you know, like all around Australia, people ringing, you know what I mean? But anyway, yeah. so to answer your question, right. Yogi, uh, the road from Timber Creek to Kananara was shut. I don't know if it opened. I can safely say yeah. it's probably shut again yeah, now if it did open. There's a lot of rain up there. We've yeah. had a lot of, a lot of warnings. It's when you see, like, Centurion tree wagons going across the bottom bit, you know. Like, it's just, yeah, you think, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> I see one the other day, but when I was going over, they had a track assembly on, so three, three trailers with tracks on, you know, and you just think it's just, it's just neat, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you, don't, you don't think it. You just don't. Then all of a sudden, bang, there it is, and then a couple of wow. couple of independents running, and yeah, it's just, it's just well, the, the, the sad part is, the sad part is, there's been a few tales, already, you know, and I'm not. I just have to say this. This is really testing the history, but going back into 87, um, there was a trial starting, um, now this might have been just before the trials, there was a mob called Cracknells from Geelong, I don't know if anyone remember. there'll be some of your listeners that yep. will remember them, and Cracknells uh, ended up getting the uh, permit to trial doubles out there on the paddock. Um, because, you know, you know, Yogi, we don't play with B doubles over here. That's just something else. Yeah, you know, yeah, they're a cute know. little setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah like, you can have them, but anyway. Um, yeah, there was much work. <laughs> um, and, and I remember, and I'm going to say this, and it's, it's well documented in history, but I come home from, uh, I think I come home from Darwin or somewhere, and I was with Ansett, and they said, how long you need to get back on the road? What are you going to do? I said, wash truck service. And they said, you ready to go? Blah, blah. I said, yeah. They said, good. You've got a road train across the Nullarbor, um, all the seats in the House of Parliament, right? So back then we couldn't road train. And it was, eight, I think it was 87 or 88. I said, how am I going to road train across the Nullarbor? They said, don't worry, it's fixed. So what it was was the building of Parliament House was falling behind schedule a little bit. The Queen was booked to come out and open it alongside Hawkey. But um, uh, there had to be a couple yeah. of phone calls, and they said we need to get all the seats of the House of Reps. You know those green ones you see on TV. They're all made in WA, oh. and yeah, I rode train to the cross mate before the road trains were running, and you should have yeah. had to see. But oh my goodness, mate! Oh but yeah. On, but on saying that, I mean, I can only go as far as Port uh, Port Augusta, but I couldn't pick up the second one until. Uh, Pugardi. But unfortunately, mate, we can't find drivers. We can't, we can't find, you know, I mean, we, we're so desperate and I know there's all the arguments that I've listened to. I listen to your Wednesday night show every week. I won't yeah. be three weeks behind, but I listen. Yeah. Always the Wednesday night. I love the Wednesday night one, you know, and all the ABC yeah. road trips and all that. But when all is said and done, 
Um, we've got to move this freight. Hmm. We've got to move the freight. I, and, I, I don't, I don't like the idea of triples across there. Not until they widen the section from sort of Yatla, Nullarbor to the border. Like it, it, it is hard work, and and I don't know why it hasn't been widened. And I, I'm at a loss, you know. But it, for us, oversized Emerson three and a half, that section is terrible. And when you start seeing three swing at you, it's a little bit daunting out there. I don't like it, but we just got to be a little bit more. For 300 k's, just got to be a little yep. bit more diligent in what you're doing. Pay more attention. I know I pay attention a little bit. I know people don't pay attention. So, it's, but it's it's a little bit daunting out there. I'm, I'm yeah, quite open to say that, but so I don't like saying it. But I, I guess I understand why mm. freight's got to move, and it is what it is. It, it is. So, it's one of those things. Though we. <clears throat> We're allowing combinations on the road before we allow the roads to be made suitable for them. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I've got nothing against with triples and whatever. They, you know, North Queensland, you know, triple road trains, they're everywhere. It's just not, not that bad. Yeah. But, you know, oh, the, Craig, the uh, people that yeah. drive them are a lot more respectable too to what they do. So, yeah, you never see... Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't see... I can't see triples on an on an express service. You know, like it'd be bad. It'd be yeah. really, really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, there's a lot of express service. Yeah. As a triple, you know, as, as someone who is a triple operator, um, although I'd be a part time and I love being part time, I oh, don't worry. It's on our mind too. You know, you get that shit bit out of Woburn there, mate. I mean, that's the tourist. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yes. we've got crap bits yeah. all the way through. You know, all the way yeah. through the headland. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah, we've had right. a lot of widening done, but you know yourself, you, know, you go up on that stretch, and yeah. we've got experienced operators, mate, who, who had forgotten more than what most truck drivers know, and that third one still falls over through no fault of their own, you know, because of the shared yeah, conditions correct. on the side of the road. But but yeah. don't worry, yeah. we panic too, mate. You know, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. So we just got I did, I did see, yeah. I, I did see, a very good mate of mine, Andrew Folder, who listens to the valley, was. Complaining about the fact that Parker Bays were shut on the Nullarbor. There is a lot of rock out there. So I'm hoping, and there's been a lot of crush rock being done just the other side of Nullarbor Roadhouse. So I'm actually hoping they are going to widen that whole section out there. It, 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 it blows me away, the fact that, you know, SA can have no pilot at four metres, and that's the skinniest part of SA Road mm-hmm. is from the border to Nullarbor. Yeah, I was thinking years to probably out there, but yeah, I'll just take that. And, and you know, yeah. this, this, I mean, seriously, 300k in the scheme of things. And I know, look, we can spend billions and billions of dollars on roads in this nation, and we wouldn't even know anyone's done any work. And and, and I'm, I'm not blaming governments and successive governments. And no, all, no, I mean, no, we just can't doing. keep up with it. I get that. And you yeah. know those weather events, and I didn't realise, you know, when I did that third highway down to the Wagga to your conference last year. Crud, gee, where's there some damaged roads? But yeah, seriously, if we want to get roads, these, yeah. well, if we want to get these configurations on the road, you're right. We should be put the money into the road first. But it's always a case of what comes first, the chicken or the egg. Mm. And, yeah, and we get it yeah, all, well, all think, the time, and then it probably takes the a couple of rollovers. Mm. I, think, I think we've all laid enough eggs out there, Senator, and I think we need to get some chickens out there because <laughs> it's not more enough. I'd say, yeah, we all need to make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Right. Hey, yeah. Right. Fair enough. Mate. That's, 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 that
Right up, we're coming up to the top of the hour. Are we all good, Craig? We, uh, oh, we've actually hit the half hour, so we've gone... Oh, yes, yeah, so I'm in WA. I, I, I mean, it's eight, so yeah, I'm half hour behind, but there you go. 24 minutes yeah. at a time. But, oh, mm. my goodness. Righto. Well, we're coming up to the top of the hour in mm. South Australia for all the South Australian listeners. But anyway, we're uh, on the back because we've had a bit of a chat, <laughs> so we might... Uh, we thank you very much, Senator. Yeah. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you, Yogi. Thank you, Craig. No worries. All right, guys. Great talking to you, Craig. I'll see you next uh, Friday week in Canberra. That's but because right. of the shenanigans, I'll have a chopped milk waiting for you, mate, when we mm. finish work, all right? Th- okay. Thursday night, mate. Put it on the dash, mate. Warm it up. Put it on the dash of the car, boat, <laughs> and the way in. So, yeah. <laughs> Thursday night. But, but you're not sitting on any planter boxes, all right? Yeah. Okay. I was... And I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll get you, I'll, I'll take you out for dinner and I'll find somewhere that's got seatbelts on the chair so you and I can't get the trouble. Well, what I am going to do is bring a, a, a can of white spray paint with me. Oh, no. Just so that's if I am on the ground, you, you can uh, draw an outline around me. And I can do NCIS camera. Craig will see you. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah, you, mate. mate. Thank you. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. Talk to you. Yeah, Bye. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you go, Yogi. We've pushed on half yeah. an hour over time, but oh, I, I completely, I completely bugged that up. But I mean, I was looking at my phone, going right. I'll come up the top of the hour. Oh, I'll, thinking, I'll just let yeah. you keep talking. It'll be right, right, yeah, right, so. right, right, right. Uh, it is, uh, it is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's all good. So we, um, we'll, we'll again uh, thank our sponsors, Rentco. Rentco, ring of the month. Yeah. Rentco for all your trucking needs. Whatever you need, Rentco have the board to fill your space. Mm. Each cake. Yeah. Oh, now, I was going to get onto that. No, you're trucking nights as well. Did oh. you see that thing in Sydney during the week, last week or whatever it was? The bird flew over the height detector. Oh, we did. Truck. We had the fella on the show, mate. You were... On the oh, movie. fantastic. You were, you were I, was, I was behind, mate. I was behind. Yeah. How good's that? Oh, I like, know you're trucking hot. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> just don't take... I'm a little bit behind. I think it... WA wait a while. Yeah. They actually even knew that it was a... Oh, I did have my notes here. They knew it was actually a pigeon. So they can tell that closely what it is, but they couldn't tell that that the truck wasn't over height. <laughs> it wasn't the truck. <laughs> what? I mean, Blind Man Freddie could see that it was on the bottom deck. Like, it's oh. not even either in the stack. Yep. Like, leave yeah, him alone. No, isn't that terrible? <laughs> right. uh, 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 anyway, we'll thank uh, yeah. uh, you for coming on. And, um, yeah. Cat. Yeah. If you're tired, Kat, uh, go to geez, bed. We might. Go to bed. We, we, we. We might need Kat to come on again. She's pulled no punches there. She went straight in for it, you yeah. know. Fantastic. And, and, look, uh, you know, and uh, it is one of those things, mate. There is there is so much money in this world and so yeah, much money. For medical stuff and yeah. people just, there's not, not enough for the right places. Yeah. So fantastic. Uh, you know, so, it, and thank you to the Senator and thank you, Craig, and thank you, Mike. And I did hear Colette, but I probably muscled her out. So oh, thank she you was there, but she's, um, she went and had a power nap. Which has lasted quite a long time. <laughs> <laughs> might go through it all the morning. She, she's had a busy, busy day with uh, Ollie getting his license today, and congratulations, yeah, Ollie. Congratulations, Ollie. Yeah, be, be <laughs> careful out there, everyone. Come out, uh, Ollie. Come for a drive out WA, bud. Come out, uh, come out, west, mate. Okay. Just put a bit of fuel in the car and launch us, huh? Yeah, put a big fuel tank on the back. But anyway, we'll go to the news right. and then let let a bit of stuff play out, and um, yeah, we'll talk soon, eh?